be the fucking Xanity be Annecy Just trying to spend in me My crew, my niggas, my family Now living your fantasy world Girl, Instagram pearl Piece of fucking shit in the real fucking world Earl, this my toe jam Oh man Sorry I'm late, I just don't give a fuck Check one, check two, check three, we're rolling. All right, I'm Chris Thomas. The one and only Money Mitch. Money Mitch, money making Mitch over here. So, um, yeah, this is our podcast. We don't have a name for this podcast yet. Not at all. <laughs> I was thinking, uh, well, let's go into, uh, introduce yourself, tell, tell people about, I'm going to ask you questions and you're going to ask me questions so the audience, whoever listened to this from our first podcast can get the introduction that it deserves, the questions that I ask is hopefully to Mitch or hopefully the questions that you would ask him if you met him and the questions he asked me will most likely be the questions that you guys will want to know if you're invested in this podcast in episode 100 or wherever we get. And hopefully somebody looks back at this when we at episode 200 and we're caked up and we're like, <laughs> remember how foolish these motherfuckers were? Yeah. Didn't know a damn thing about each other. That, Spitting uh, in the darkness. Yeah, well, I think that's the cool thing about this media and this time now is that people almost enjoy that organic feeling, the ability to like not really non-famous, non like normal people have the ability now to like put out their thoughts in the world and the universe. And people, a large group of people, can be like, "Yo, like I relate to these people. I get this." And then, because before you only had like a group of famous people, you had like the top like twenty most famous people, Michael Jordan and like Bo Jackson, or like the Hollywood. Yeah, movies. exactly. You know, a couple and those you might follow. No doubt, and those are the only opinions you got. That's the only just like only like like a hundred channels, eighty channels, or whatever, and you just heard the same shit from the same people. But now you hear like people, and they had to give certain PC answers to certain questions, so you just couldn't get like a real feel. Like I'm feeling. Like, I feel like certain things in society are fucked up, and Michael Jordan can't say that because he got deals with Nike and shit like that. But now you get people who could like are from, you know, middle of America. I'm from Cleveland, but live in Providence. Mitch is you live in Boston. I forget where are you originally. Masters is born and bred. Oh, baby. Yeah. North Shore never left. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up. So you, when you get these two people, I mean, me and you. Who I'm from the Midwest, you're from the East Coast, but we relate, and now we're on the media, a medium where people can like sound in and and relate to things we're saying. I I think one of the the interesting things about that is like the power of that is is so great and so minuscule at the same mm -hmm. time. Like mm -hmm. you get like the cool thing about it, right? Is that you know literally two random people from the internet meet up, link up, cool, yeah. you're cool, you think I'm cool, like let's link up, I got a lot to say, you got a lot to say, now we have a place to say it, right? Dude. Now that's awesome, but is that a good thing? Right, because like before you fought, like you said, you, you had 15, 20 outlets where you get all your information, and mm -hmm. that's dangerous, because like only a limited amount of people control the information. Mm -hmm. But now you can go anywhere and find someone to agree with you. And I don't know if that's better or worse. I think we had a little phase somewhere in there, yeah. like the early days of the internet. Yeah, like that's what we were raised <laughs> on. We want to think it's still like the real case. Uh -huh. I don't know if we live in that place anymore. Because that place was great. That place was great. But I, I think we're in like a transition period right now um, because people can be inundated with just, they can find shit that just like, uh, 
encourages what they already think. But I think it's gonna be. I think we're just in this period now, and we're still in this evolution of where we're inundated with so much communication and so much information. Eventually, it'll be to the point where like your your thoughts and how you process information will have to evolve, and you will be like, oh, well, I can't just like listen to shit from Alex Jones, which because I'm, I'm right wing and I'm this, and I just can't listen to shit from freaking uh, you know. Uh, the Young Turks or something yeah, like no, that. Uh, I, yeah, you. Because I, I feel like I'm. I, I. I don't know about you, but I am that like that level to where like I'm not. I don't consider myself left or right. I just consider myself against fuckery for the most part. <laughs> and I will like uh, uh, I will watch an Alex Jones video and I will watch the Young Turks video. I will agree with some shit. I'll watch a Milo Yiannopoulos shit, and I will watch, you know, uh, like Christopher Ryan shit, or like, like uh, I just like I will just like filter through information, and I will, uh, I'll nibble on shit, but I only digest stuff that feels like it's real and makes sense, and and I'm gonna listen to a lot of content before I like. But I, I think the the key word what you just said, and I think everybody agrees with you, and the problem being I don't. Maybe this is ignorant of me to say. I'm not sure most people are worldly enough or educated enough or have experience enough or are old enough mm-hmm. or whatever the qualifier enough may be mm-hmm. to have their feelings be the judgment call I want those decisions made on. Because yeah. here's the thing. You like you watch Alex Jones and then mm-hmm. watch, you know, I don't know, you know, Rachel Maddow that night and mm-hmm. watch the Young Turks tomorrow mm-hmm. and watch, you know, Ben Shapiro the next day. Mm-hmm. And it's like the outcome you feel like is the truth out of uh, that is different for everybody. Yeah. So the truth I get out of you know, that mixture of things is you know that that's you know maybe my viewpoint, but then somebody else is going to hear that and think that it's perfectly reasonable to go out and you know murder any woman who's had an abortion. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, you, both people can make the claim they feel inspired yeah. by you know the information accessible to them mm-hmm. that that was a, a responsible thing to do, and that's the types of justifications we're getting. Now. Yeah, but and and, and I, I agree with that. And but I, here's what I, I think. I gotta we're watch in. how much stupid shit I say. We're uh, recording when I say. No. <laughs> you gotta let people it, gonna think I'm a conspiracy theorist. Well, I'm well, well, one. I think, <laughs> I think we're at the point where like. We're at that infancy where you will have those cases where people will take all this information and come with like a, a and I think it's a small percentage of people will come with like this irrational um, determination that okay this is truth and this is what I have to do in order but I just feel like that's a small section and it's at the infancy I think eventually we'll reach a point where like you look look at like how everyone looks at like within the last couple like two years two years last one or two years everyone looks at like i look at well me personally and a lot of people who i listen to look at like fox news and cnn we're just like both of these are ridiculous also can i just ask, when did cnn become the bastion of the left it was like fox news and msnbc forever yeah and somehow in the past like 18 months yeah. like msnbc went so far left it's like yeah it's discredited on the level that like the rest of us talk about fox news on yeah exactly i i think I, which sucks because like i, I still like rachel and chris the rest yeah. of them are god awful but like that, <laughs> i just didn't know when that shift happened i think I, I, I cnn used to be in the middle somewhere well, exactly well i think it became um this point to where it it was it, they got more ratings to be extreme like yeah. the middle didn't doesn't get as much rating like they it, I think that they, they felt like 
Don't say the world don't get enough ratings, because me, me and you are both apparently pretty firm centrists, and if we want this to go anywhere, uh, we better hope the middle gets some ratings. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> well, okay, because we're different mediums. I think, sure, like, okay, so you check a middle, like, like I feel like a middle is, like, Joe, Joe Rogan. Oh, interesting. Okay. And That's Joe fine. Rogan, who's, like, just, I feel like it's probably on the spectrum from right to left, probably somewhere around where we are at, like... Kind of. Now, do you think mm-hmm. Joe Rogan is viewed that way? Do you think... It, here's a better way to phrase that. Mm-hmm. I would agree with you, Joe Rogan is somewhere in the middle. Like, mm-hmm. pretty firmly in the, in the middle of that spectrum. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's Joe Rogan's brand? Because I'm willing to bet if you ask somebody, who, do you, who, do you, who does Joe Rogan's fan base look like? Two black dudes and snapbacks and glasses is not what anyone has in mind. No, but... I I'm th- a thousand percent sure of this. Yeah, I, I guarantee... But I guarantee... Uh, I, I agree that if you if people were like to give a demographic of what Joe Rogan and I'm sure for the most part they will be right, but I think that his fan base is probably like the 25 the, the probably 35 year old range, maybe even a little bit later, middle class, the upper middle class white guy, working class white guy, and they're probably more right. Than left. That's fair. But I don't think that's who Joe Rogan is. I think Joe no, Rogan I agree. is like, yeah. I, I, think, just, I, I think I get fascinated sometimes by any example in which somebody's brand becomes bigger than the person. Mm-hmm. That happens all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's very interesting when the brand becomes bigger than the person and the brand is so like drastically different from the human. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and I, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know how, how people reckon with that. You know what I mean? As, as a professional celebrity, like, that's your job. Yeah. Right? It's like, you have to let your brand be bigger than your personal identity and, like, be comfortable living in that existence. Yeah. I'm not sure I could ever get down with that, so I'm, all, I'm, I'm always intrigued by that. I just don't... I think him... I think some people would... Your average person... Your average celebrity would be like... If they felt that way, they would just screechingly turn the world the other way and be like, no, I'm not that. I am this. Mm. And I just think, like, Rogan was just like... I just don't give a fuck. Like, this is how I think. However you perceive that is how you perceive it. But I'm this and this certain and uh, certain things. I'm this and other things. Like, and you guys can call me or whatever. I don't give a fuck. This is how I feel. Like, deal with it. Like, in which I feel like that is how you kind of have to be. A, I, I, and I almost came to, I, I saw like a post. Someone, someone posted uh, today. I was looking on this guy on Instagram and he posted uh art for like a blade featuring jamie fox like the blade that kills like vampires and shit and then i was like is this a real thing so i actually read the comments and then the comments was like, like blade like wesley snipes yeah yeah it was, they're remaking play i don't know i think and that's why i went into the the the, the, the comments to see i don't i think he just made it as an artist as a way to like, oh, like get attention yeah right. but and then i read the comments and was like people were like Oh, great art, but hell no! Like Jamie Fox is a shitty actor, and I was like, and there was like multiple comments of like Jamie Fox, no, like he's a terrible actor, and and it was like, so I'm like, what are you guys talking about? And I was like, yo, Jamie Fox, who pl- who played Ray, like, yeah. ja- how the fuck do they think Jamie Fox is a bad act actor? This is the thing I like. <laughs> What's Jamie Foxx been lately that you were really, like, fucking with? Yeah, okay. I will say, I'm excited for Baby Driver. Let me put that yeah. out there, because if this comes out at some point after that release, <laughs> that movie looks dope. I will love everything about that. Okay, I'm not, I, I'm not even excited for Baby Driver. I'll see it, but 
Jamie Foxx and, and Ray Jamie Foxx and I'm pronouncing that right uh, it was 10 years ago Ray's longer than that yeah and Jamie Foxx and Ali Jamie Foxx and any given Sunday like to say he's a shitty actor it's like who Jamie Foxx play Ali? He played uh, the his one um, like the dude was who was doing all the sayings and shit oh, yeah, that yeah, was giving yeah, right, uh, right. Ali all the like yeah. rhymes and shit. Like those were fucking, no, but those were dope was, ass was really roles. Bad. Like yeah. like to say he's a shitty actor. Is, yeah, that's uh, a step too far. Yeah, it's just it's it's you can just you comparable to I, I would say is, uh-huh. uh, when I were. For our white listeners out there, mm. I feel like that's like Matt Damon. A lot of mm. people feel like Matt Damon's a shitty actor now. And like people forget how good like yeah. Matt, Matt Damon had like some like Good Will Hunting is arguably one of the fifteen yeah, best movies exactly. ever. One hundred percent, and was you know a, I mean? a ma- wrote it yeah, and act in an amazing performance. You know what I yeah. mean? You know what I mean? Like he was like, listen, he's done a lot of shitty things since. Mar- get that bag, Matt Damon. The Martians was fucking Martians good. Was horrible. You didn't like Martians? The Martian was horrible. Oh man, I like Martians. Oh, that was dude. the corniest oh, fucking dude. movie. Right, Sorry, right. I just watched that for the first time. Really? I thought it was fucking good. Maybe we just like. Like we'll we'll agree to disagree on that one, right. but regardless, yes. not a shitty actor. I'm not like yo, like I I can't even watch this shit because it, it's fucking. <laughs> oh no, we got here because like <coughs> people's opinions are people are idiots. They have these opinions and they're not based oh, on any, and they're not based on a lot of facts. So for you to get caught up and I, at that moment, I was just like. These people are just fucking morons. These people are just in in the internet. That's like saying like yo like. Like Jay, just a sh- no. Jay's a shitty. Jay's a shitty rapper. Like, dude, just shut the fuck per- up. Like, perfect example. Okay, so this is, I guess, some something I've been thinking a lot about re- lately. And you talk about like this evolution of where we're at in the media scale, mm-hmm. right? And I think where where we're rounding to is, I guess, like that. Uh, what, do they, what do they call it? Uh, uh, saturation point Mm -hmm. where there's too many opinions and you can't filter through now what's happening at the same time is we also live in the internet age where you have you know unlimited access to information access to cameras access to footage access to text everything you could ever have right Mm -hmm. and so infidelity now is always public Mm -hmm. you like you can't become famous and not end up becoming infamous. Like yeah. it happens to literally yeah, exactly. every celebrity, you are- every po- politician, every athlete, every everything. Mm-hmm. Now, the next logical step, I'm hoping, and you know, that maybe this is me being bright-eyed and bushy-tailed in hopes of mankind, mm-hmm. but is that we're gonna evolve past that point, and we're all, we're gonna have to face facts that everyone is flawed mm-hmm. and everyone is making mistakes, and then start being able to like live with certain mistakes being passable while others are not. Yeah. Uh, you know, you see that with, you know, drug culture now, right? Mm-hmm. You know, the legalization of marijuana, where it's 30 years ago, like, could you could you ever imagine a politician admitting they smoked pot, like, yeah. in the 50s? No, you no. know what I mean? Whereas now, like, you know, half, half the house has probably smoked weed at some point. Yeah. You know, 20% of them said so in an interview. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and so I think you're going you're gonna to see that shift in that direction. Mm-hmm. Uh, the problem that comes with that is I, I think the way a lot of people are reasoning with that now, and mm-hmm. this is what scares me, is they live only in the recent. Mm-hmm. And so to a lot of people, Jay-Z is a bad rapper. Yeah. Because Jay-Z hasn't put out an album in a year. And mm-hmm. if you don't put out, you know, at least five tracks every month, then you're whack to me. Uh-huh. And, like, that's the new school, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, you're a terrible actor if you don't do nine movies in a Broadway play every month. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even and if all nine of those movies aren't blockbusters. Yeah. Or, you know, cultish, weird indie things. Yeah. Uh, but my point is, like, you have to be... 
somehow you have to be lovable and impressive at all times. Mm -hmm. Like there, everybody just wants more of it. Yeah. Uh, and you can't ever be off. And the minute you're off, like that's the end of your career. Yeah. And then you like, it, it, it's like, we allow you to come back, right? Mm -hmm. There's like a phase two to that. Like you, you succeed and then we cut you down to size and then you're the comeback story. Yeah. We put you on like a VH1 rehab special, uh, maybe a love and hip hop. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like everybody has that kind of run, but Nobody actually wants people to be like a lifetime successful. No, they don't. And they that's won't. really sad. Yeah. I mean, even like, I, I actually, for some reason, like, I think about that type of shit a lot. And maybe. <laughs> Clearly. And yeah. And when they, they, it's, it's weird that they do. You almost, when you, if you become a celebrity, you almost have to have that security, like, I just don't fucking care. Like whatever happens, happens. This is a this is a moment, and it, it's not gonna last. And they're going to eventually tear me down. Like you look at like, for instance, I mean the perfect example is like what they do to LeBron. Like, granted, he's he's gave in the decision. Like gave people that he gave people that that room to tear him down. He you make a national decision to leave. Cleveland on TV and you go to Miami he gave him that he shouldn't have gave him that he could have just straight transitioned and like told his reason and then they yeah, gave besides, besides that LeBron like listen but I, he hasn't done anything yeah. anything yo as far as scandals nothing nothing the guy married his high school sweetheart I know and as, and you know he got Literally. side bitches and he's not one of them I don't know if he's assassinating these bitches bro listen <laughs> the sex positive podcast I'm all for you over marriage oh, both dude. LeBron and whatever your wife's name James dude uh, what's LeBron's wife's name I, I want to be a decent feminist uh, I, I do not know I, I, I should know, know as right. a as shout a out Mrs. There. LeBron James yeah whatever but here's the okay I just um I I listen to Chris Ryan's. We can talk about open marriages in a second, but um, I have a lot of thoughts on that. I do. I have a. I okay. So uh, you should check out like uh, Christopher Ryan's podcast, and he wrote a book called Sex at Dawn, and it's just all about like uh, like pr like hi the history of like sex and so forth, and how hmm. like uh, we are like human beings are naturally not monogamous creatures and so forth so it's like a long and so he does these dope probably like as, as far as like podcasts and just like affect like podcasts that affected my life probably most one of the most effective like altered my thinking on like certain situations on life in general probably the one of the biggest podcasts is ever just like along with like like Rogan's and shit like that, and like Sam Harris and shit like that, but like like Christopher so, so hold on. That, and Tim Ferriss. That's a that's a great get to know get to know your host moment. Yeah. What are your like top five podcasts that are like inspiring you to start a podcast? Okay, um, no explanation, just what they are. All right, we'll get uh, into it in a second. Yeah, I probably need more than five, but probably be like six or seven. So right. Rogan, Christopher Ryan, Tim Ferriss, Sam Harris, um, Drink Champs. Uh, Button Joe Button's podcast, and um, what's the dudes from um, the other hip hop one oh, with the dude with Elliot Wilson and those guys? I forget the name of it. Oh, uh, with Kid Fury? No, no, uh. just Elliot Wilson's podcast. He runs it with another guy, but they have a, a name for it. I forget it. Elliot Wilson's podcast, and yeah, those are those are like the ones that I, I rock right. with the most. What about you? 
Uh, I would, Button for sure. Button's like, I'm a, I'm a diehard Button fan. Mm. I've been to like nine Button shows. That's my dude. Where? Uh, so when he, I've, I've been listening to Joe Button podcast since I'll name this episode later. Yeah, yeah, episode same here. Yeah, I listened to the first one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> back before they got rid of Melissa, huh? Yeah. Uh, so Button for sure. Uh, I have a love-hate relationship with the brilliant idiots. I, mm, I love what yeah. they do. I, I, I'm not a big. They I'm, both run me, rub me the wrong way. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't like either of them personally, but I like. I like. I like Charlemagne a lot more. I don't like the other. What's the other guy's name? Andrew Schultz. Andrew Schultz. He's like. It's funny. I love Andrew Schultz as a comedian until I started listening to that podcast. Where? Like, I, like Andrew Schultz is really funny to me. And I haven't like, seen him. I haven't seen his set before. I have to go. I have to check him out. It's it, like I, I call him. Uh, I saw him do stand up in Boston once, and then. I caught him uh, in like a Comedy Central half hour maybe uh-huh. something like that and then I caught him uh, Benders was good I uh-huh. liked Benders on IFC that was really funny uh-huh. uh, it was, I don't know if you're a hockey guy but it was a good hockey show I was uh, into it uh, I'm wicked yeah. funny uh, it was him and Chris uh, Chris DeStefano who I liked oh yeah, yeah. yeah Chris, so, okay. so, like, I fucked with Andrew Schultz he was on yeah. like you know Geico was cool like I loved yeah. all that movement but he just like he t- like I'm a contrarian and mm-hmm. I, I get like the the desire to be like on the opposite side of the conversation for the mm-hmm. sake of conversation that he just takes that shtick too far. Yeah, it's a exactly. little much for me. But I fuck with it's it. It's a it's a reach sometimes. It's a reach to, uh, to where like I question whether it, he's just trying to be that side or he just had like some uh, some delusional like. That's what I mean. It's like it's it's okay if you want to try and be that guy, but mm-hmm. then like you have to. I'll get in, I have a theory on that in a second, but I guess, like, the, the you have to, like, keep that within reason, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I've, like, his whole, like, he believes he can do anything thing, like, he could yeah. just, like, walk in and do open-heart surgery if somebody gave him the textbook. Yeah. It's like, dog, like, that's no, not really how that works. do that, yeah. Like, I get that line of thinking, yeah. like, okay, cool, like, if shown the instructions, I think I could do most, like, tasks. Yeah. I, I believe that to yeah. a certain extent. I think I can fix my own car with most YouTube videos. Yeah, exactly. My, that's why my car looks the way it is. Some people are going to die if I had to yeah. do open heart surgery. Exactly. I make it right once, but yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, probably uh, Budden, Brilliant Idiots, Bill Burr. I, I love Bill yeah, Burr. Bill that's Burr. my guy. Yeah, no uh, shout out to Massachusetts. Gotta, gotta get Bill on there. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, I'd say, uh, I really liked uh, Dan Savage, the Savage Lovecast. I I no, I haven't listened. I, I love it. I have a big issue because to my understanding, I haven't even bothered to look it up, but to my understanding, the full podcast is behind a paywall or you have to like subscribe. Uh, oh. It's like a pay subscription. Oh, so I yeah. listen to the mini ones on Spotify. Oh. I just think you're a douchebag if like yeah. you put a paywall on a no, podcast. Yeah, no way. Yeah, yeah it, don't fucking pay. That's yeah. weird, but it's that's good. Like, yeah. It's really good. It's what good advice. 90s? Uh, exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, what are we doing? This is like NewYorkTimes.com in 2001. <laughs> exactly. Right? Get out of here. Uh, so, like, yeah. I, but I, the content's good. I, I think uh, with all that's changed in recent years, mm-hmm. I feel like, in the, the gender sexuality world, uh, he's a good person to kind of keep on the pulse of, like, all the... He invites a lot of different perspectives into his yeah, show. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, and I think, like, that's really important. Uh, somebody who's, you know, both trying to keep my wits about me, but also stay up on, like, you know, not to... I'm not really super PC about not offending people. Uh-huh. It's more like I need to know what might offend you so that when I do offend you, I yeah. can explain why. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, it's, you know, Bill Burr, you said you're a fan. Like, you just cunt all the time. Yeah. A lot of women are going to get mad that I use the word cunt. Yeah. I'm not really calling anyone a cunt in like a like a vicious, like, fuck you, you dumb cunt. Like, yeah, no, exactly. not really. <laughs> it's more like, yeah, fuck you, kind of made a cunt right now. Yeah. And it's you, a funny word to say. You know what I mean? They say no. Was it like uh, in Britain or Australia? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's a word. Yeah. 
This is what I want to bring back as a replacement. This is what mm. we should start. Mm. Get rid of cunt, cunt's dirty word. Everybody hates the word cunt. Yeah. Can we bring back twat? I, I feel, I feel like, like that's I, the perfect feel, amount of obscene for this day and age. Yeah, I feel like that's... I've it's heard not, that. Yeah, I've heard like, it. It's, it's not yeah. It's not yeah. like over it. But it's like, mm, stop being a twat. It's like, yeah. it just takes this thing out. I, 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 I've always been a, a fan of words. And I just don't... I feel like nothing offends me. Like, what offends me is you... You're, you're trying to offend me. Like nothing you can say yeah. really offends me, but it's like the act of you offend trying to offend me. It's You're the only thing to offend me or tiptoeing around the fact that you might. Like, exactly. There's nothing I hate more than somebody slipping up, saying nigger, and then like walking it back. Like, exactly. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. I can't even believe I thought those things might bad. Yeah, so, exactly. It's like no. It, it's like yeah, it, and it's not even <coughs> like the words. Like, and this is it, even with like the um, the Bill Maher thing. Like I wasn't like. Like for me, like the Bill Barr as a black dude, like the Bill Barr, Bill Burr thing was like not Bill Burr, that was a uh, Bill Maher. Like, <laughs> so I, I'm swearing yeah, Bill exactly. Burr. <laughs> Bill Burr is over. Like, what the fuck is that? Like, uh, I'm from that shit. Yeah. Yeah. Damn, I said it again. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing, like. Shout out to Nia, by the way. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but they, I, I feel like, like, <clears throat> yo, like it was a joke. A and um, yeah, yo, like he, yes, people can get offended by it, but I feel like to like one when this is my feeling about like the the n word, like the first time like anyone called me a nigga or a nigger, at that moment I had to decide like, am I a nigger or I'm a nigger or like, am I that or am I not that? So like once I decided <laughs> that ain't me. Like, I don't, like, I'm, like, especially, like, once you go to the point, like, yo, like, I'm young, I'm educated, I'm smart, I'm intelligent, like, I've done good shit as far as what, a, you know, life so far. Like, no, nah, that ain't me. Like, it's like someone, it's like someone calls me a bitch, like, I'm upset that you trying to assault me. I know I'm not a bitch, so, yeah. like, you can't, like, that word is just a fucking word. And that's why I feel like as black people we have to, we have to start making decisions like yo like is this me or is this not me like we we can be upset by the lack of sensitivity but we can't we have to decide like yo like I I'm not that and then so yeah. I I agree with that for the most part because I I think there's a uh, I think Sean was actually talking about this podcast. There's something too, like the whole something very backwards about the idea that you're reclaiming the word, right? Like, yeah. I, I like who I don't want to be a nigger. Yeah. You know what I mean? That yeah. shit was never cool. Yeah. Being a nigger was never awesome. Nah. Go back and ask any nigger with yeah, it all. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. That shit was not lit yeah. at all. Nah. But like the flip side of that is like. I also, it's funny because like I grew up in the suburbs mm. of suburbs, like mm. my home, literally this is a true statement, mm. black people don't show up on the census. Mm. Like you get <laughs> census data is white, uh, white, Brazilian, something else and an other, uh, and black is just part of the other. other. <laughs> and that shit don't even happen in most of the country. Yeah. Right? Black people are at least 8% just about yeah. everywhere. <laughs> so I grew up in a very white place. Uh, and so like... I'm, I definitely don't remember like the first time somebody called me a nigger, mm -hmm. but like I definitely put it this way: I heard, my dad referred to me as a nigger with right. an A yeah. way before any white person yeah, ever said exactly. nigger with an R near yeah. me. And so I get like that was mad confusing to me because it was almost like 
are you are you full black? Or you mixed? Yeah, I'm full black. Uh, I mean, I, what, what do I? I don't know. So, I, yeah, I, right, fuck as far as I can trans, transact. <laughs> as far as I was allowed to yeah, document. Since, uh, since 2017, <laughs> I, I've, I've been black since then, but black I'll reserve more data. I haven't done Ancestry.com yet. Those are all. Right? <laughs> I think uh, I, that's one of the weirdest things for me in like. I don't know, one of the cool things about having a, a, a podcast, uh, especially with a black cause, where you get to discuss race, because I feel like that doesn't like be no. weird uh, in a lot of other settings, is like, there's a real awkwardness to being biracial mm-hmm. and being like apparently black. Yeah. Now, like, Logic gets a lot of shit for the biracial struggle of being like a white appearing black guy. Uh, and like, I get why people shit on him for that, because like, fuck you, dude, you pass, right? Yeah. But like, it's mad weird because on one hand, like, yeah, like, I was raised in this super white community by all white people and an uh-huh. all white family. My dad died when I was 13. Like, I, all of my living relatives except my brother are white. Uh-huh. And so, like, being one of the niggas was yeah. never a thing. Yeah. When I was a kid. Uh-huh. And then I grew up, and, like, by the time I was, like, a teenager, like, I was out doing all sorts of wild fuck shit and, like, uh-huh. you know, went out to college, whatever. And it's like, well, I did a lot of nigga shit. Yeah. Like, uh, Jesus and Mero, who I fucking love uh, on their podcast a couple weeks ago to talk about the cornrow years. Yeah. And it's like, I remember my cornrow years. <laughs> like, he was out here dusty as fuck, just like, yeah. <laughs> you know, doing B&Es on unlocked cars yeah. and stealing change. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, wild nigga shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, so, like, I was a nigga for a minute. Yeah. And so now I'm at this point in my life where it's like, I was raised to know that wasn't right. Yeah. I definitely was a nigga for a while. Uh-huh. And now I'm at this, like you were saying before, it's like, do I really, like, is that who I want to be? And it's like, no, obviously not. Like, who wants to be a nigga, right? Yeah. And so it's like, I'm at, like, this transition point where there, there is some reinforcement of that on so many levels mm-hmm. that, like, you, you get it in your head while you're doing all that dumb shit that, mm-hmm. like, that's successful. And, you know, like, those identities get tied together, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? So it's like... Yeah, like, fuck you, you know, like, these are my niggas. Like, niggas is never a positive thing. Yeah. Like, that's my nigga just means, like, that's the crash dummy who will shoot you if you fuck with me. <laughs> yeah. That is not a positive wait, thing to be. Wait, I, <laughs> Nobody's I aspiring like, for that. I feel like it's a mix of it because it's like, it, it, my boys come in, it's like, oh, like, yo, what up, niggas? That's like, what I mean, though. But yeah. they still my niggas. Yeah, exactly. But that's it. But, like... Why do you call your friends that? You know what I mean? I think it's... Because I, I certainly did. Like, yo, my white roommate takes a great deal of pride in being one of the niggas. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Because it's that much of a term and endearment, but it's just wild it's, stupid. It's one, of those, it's one of those weird things in our culture where it's like... It is... It, 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 I think it's like... One... Black people have been like one of the coolest fucking ethnic cultures in in this world like we have flipped as far as cool has gone everything that's cool has come from hip-hop and i and everything that's modern and cool and in literally anyone who's alive today's memory yeah. comes from specifically black american yeah culture, exactly which i think is that's the craziest thing to me is that culture has only existed for less than 100 years yeah and so if you look at it like that it, i was listening and i was listening Sorry. to um 
uh, I forget who was saying this. I think it was uh, I think it was on Nori's podcast, and he was saying like, I check that. Out. I still must not. He, it's amazing. He was saying that like, uh, or maybe it was uh, maybe it was uh, Funk Flex and Irv Gotti. But he said like to be the biggest hip. Yeah, it was definitely Irv Gotti. He said to be the biggest hip hop star means you are the greatest entity on the planet. He was like, I remember when Usher had had sold like 12 million records or whatever, something like that, when he was in his prime. And then he said, who walked in? Someone walked in, maybe it was DMX or someone like that, or someone who just had, had just had a massive hip hop hit. And he was like, no one gave a fuck about Usher. He's like, whoever, maybe it was Nelly. I don't forget who it was. It was just around the same time. They both had massive hair. And it's like, because, like, hip-hop has just, black culture has added so much to this world that, like, you look at fashion. You look at, like, just. See, I'll be, I'll be honest with you. Like, I, I, I get where you're coming from on that. Uh, I got to disagree. Like, I. I think hip hop as a culture is that influential. Mm -hmm. I think being the guy on the pedestal for hip hop mm -hmm. is one of the least powerful positions you can be in that game. How? Because the because more often than not, it's the people building that like that product that yeah. really have the influence. Like that's why I'm surprised like somebody like Irv Gotti would say that because like I look at that like so so Drake is that guy. Yeah, right Drake's now, that right that, that guy right now. Yep. I wonder who has more worldwide influence, and this is gonna sound kind of crazy, mm -hmm. but who has more worldwide influence, Drake or say Dr. J, or Jay Z, or even on a lower level, Khaled? Drake has way more influence than that. You th you think Drake has more influence on more things in the world than Jay Z? I I absolutely do. One here's here and, and so it just this, I this is this. tricky. This is tricky because. There's a lot of different measurement points on this. So, like, are we talking about, like, if Jay, if, okay, let's say tomorrow, like, something happens. Let's say tomorrow, like, if Jay gets in the, if Jay gets in a car accident tomorrow, like, it's going to be in the news. If Drake gets in a car accident tomorrow, every, it's going to be on TMZ. It's on the overshadow. Bro, it's I, on, I think you got that exactly opposite. I, I don't. I think, if I think. If Jay-Z died tomorrow, that would be on ABC. If I, Drake died tomorrow, it'd be on maybe ESPN. No, I think, I think, I, I think right now, MTV, it would, I think right now, it, and trust me, Jay's my favorite rapper in the world. I think just right now, at the moment that we speak right now, that Drake if they both died in the same day, right now, just because Drake... That's you have a, if they died on the same day, who gets the headline? Drake died with Prince and somebody, didn't it? Didn't somebody else die? This is what I mean. I don't yeah, yeah, who it Prince, yeah, somebody Prince died on the yeah, same yeah, day. Yeah, exactly. Nobody gave it was like a, I think it was like a, a, a like a lower level artist or actor or something like but that. But it was like lower, but not like... like yeah, if that, she died on a different day, we yeah. would have really cared. Yeah, exactly. But uh, but I think, I, think, I think right now, Drake... Drake Gets the top headline. See, I think that's true for everyone under, under. I would not everyone, but I think the majority of people under thirty, maybe. I don't. Like, yeah. I, Jay has a lot of staying power, man. But okay, so everyone under thirty, and he's also done so much outside of music. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it would be a tough one, but I think that like. This dude represents like two dozen okay, okay. all stars across four different sports. <laughs> yes. Okay, but. And he has more impact with the inf 
with the influence. He invented Kanye. Yeah. And he has more impact with the influential people of that age. That are, are like the, I just saw the, that Kanye thought registered in your head. Yeah. You're like, damn. No, I, 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 yo, yo, Jay, Jay's, Jay's my favorite artist. But I think that like if you put out anything you put out, if Jay dropped the album the same day as Drake, Drake's an oversell them. And they dropped movies that they were featuring and had the same amount of line. The movie with Drake that comes out is going to sell more. And this is my point. I agree with that entirely. Uh-huh. Here's, here's my point. The movie featuring Drake is going to be produced by Jay-Z. So the guy making 80% is yeah. the guy who takes that money and then goes opens uh-huh. a production house that produces 20 more movies like that. Uh-huh. So we get a generation of okay. Drake's instead of one. Okay. You, well, that's, that's the guy that's, with the that's, power. That's, that's a, yeah. Okay. So we're looking at the two different measurements. That's what I mean. Like, he, yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. guy who holds the sweat. Well, well, uh, okay. Well, we look at at that point, then like we have like to Like Elon go, Musk is coming Alan, to Jay's funeral. Yeah. He ain't showing up to Drake's. Well, Elon Musk can move more things than any, any of them. Because he's going to be like, all right, well, like, I'll just event like these underground highways and I'll change the whole fucking culture. And so, so. That, that's I that's where I think we get to your point about the, the hip hop influence is like you don't have to achieve Elon Musk's status mm-hmm. if you also have entertainment value. Yeah. Like Jay Z is a more like he has more reach than Elon Musk does, probably not by much. But uh, because of his, like, diversity of skills... Elon Musk is arguably the smartest guy in the world, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. this guy has the fucking best ideas of yeah. anyone yeah. I, we, could, we could ever put it at a table, <laughs> right? Yeah. But at the end of the day, like, the only people who can really, like, parse out and make his, like, dreams realities are, like, the top 0001% of the world's minds, you know what I mean? Yeah. Jay-Z can communicate and articulate to 90% of the world. Okay, here, okay, follow here. You just gave me a thought. About and we're talking. Are you following us? Are you listening? All right, we're talking about influence. So here's shit, the thing. Now we're recording shit. <laughs> Let's say Elon Musk builds these these, these tunnels that, and you guys can search this. Elon Musk are building like underground like tunnels so, so like to uh, avoid like traffic jams and so forth. It just puts you on there. It shoots you like a hundred miles an hour to your destination. Google that shit. Okay, so let's say he builds these tunnels. You talking about the sliding overhang things? Those no, there's like underground, like like let's say like you're on 95 and like 95 is a mess at five o'clock. You would go slide your car on this tunnel underground and it would shoot you from like Foxborough to like Boston in like like five minutes. Yeah, like yeah, five minutes, ten minutes, whatever. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, and, it, okay. and I'm yeah, with it. so like that's what he's that's what he he wants to like get rid of traffic and shit like that. So that's what he's building now. And it's like one car at a time, and so it's like that quick, and so it will eliminate a lot of traffic and shit. So, uh, and that's the idiot. I probably butchered that. Fuck you. (laughs) Google that shit. Yeah. (laughs) Close enough. It's close enough. You get the point. All right. So let's say he builds that. And let's say Jay's like, if Jay says, releases a track that says, those is whack. People still probably use it, but Drake, yeah, Drake, could Drake it. could kill it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's terrifying. Yeah. you're right. So though. that's like that's so there's different levels of influence. Yeah, where like Drake can completely like, shut. Like that Jay down. could get funding cut for that before yeah. it happened. Yeah, or he but could once try, it happened, yeah. Drake could make them shit so yeah, exactly. ass nobody will use yeah, them. Exactly. Like all he needs to do is bar. Like uh, I don't even fuck bitches who use the tunnel system. Yeah. And all of a sudden, like I shit, take the long way. Yeah, out. Yeah, <laughs> it's a long. Uh, 
my hey, god, yeah. this shit now. Exactly. Right. So like that's like that's how like yo all the Uber conspiracy shit happened. Rappers stop talking about Uber. And yeah, their songs. exactly. Everybody taking Lyft in the bars. Yeah, now. I wasn't rocking with Uber for so long. <laughs> I've I, I've been I've been Lyft for so long, dude. Um, oh, you know I wanted out of the Uber thing for a while. My last job, I had uh, shout out to startup gang. Uh, yeah. I had like free Uber credits, uh-huh. uh, so like I used Uber for that reason because I didn't pay for them. Yeah, I'm cheap. <laughs> nah, uh, I as, soon as, that. as soon as that happened, I ride Uber right now, but it's free. It's yeah, done. you know what I mean. <laughs> you know, I'm, a, I'm a dirty capitalist. <laughs> But nah, I mean, yeah, that was that was my whole thing. After like yeah. reading some of, even going back to like oh, like 2012, 2013, like their their sexual harassment cases are just like yeah. daily. Yeah, man. exactly. It is crazy, bro. It's, it's weird that you get that much. I I don't think, and here's like another. This is this is all just like. Chris and Mitch theories. These are by yeah. No we're man. mad. We're all like, <laughs> this might be the off the deep end podcast. These, we've this, been out way out there in the water. By no means are any of these theories based by facts. Like, do, do your own fucking research. It's internet. Do now, your own man. research and make sure if it's on the record that everything I said is alleged. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> no lawsuits. <laughs> these are theories. They could be right, but okay. They might be to be successful. As as grossly. Here, everyone has issues, but to be like, I feel like to be as massively obsessed and su- successful as like the the guy, and I heard that like the guy that started Uber who just got pushed out, uh, he has, Travis a, yeah, I hear he has like an extremely aggressive personality yeah, and so forth. Major dick. Yeah. And that's always, it's like, I'm no psychologist, but that's like, uh, you're overcompensating for something. And usually it's in your past. It's usually something, whether you didn't pull girls in high school or like you weren't on the fucking. split up when you were six. Yeah, exactly. Your dad said you weren't shit and like (laughs) you're still dealing with that. Like there's something that like makes that person and it's the same thing that probably makes him like treat women like shit if he feels like he has to he he's opposed his will in business and gain success like that so that's how he's gonna treat women and it's like no dude like, i remember just like the the early days of like so my first uber ever i took home from like a bub crawl they like sponsored in boston uh, and I, I was like oh like, this is a cool thing or whatever went home like googled what uber was and everything i could find was about that it was like Yo, you just kind of like this, you know, rough and tumble like sales culture. How they mm. would just like open up in new cities and disregard laws. Yeah. And like, maybe, it, maybe it's just like you know my lack of white privilege. But yeah. I'm looking at it like, yo, that's some wild shit. I, like this is gonna come falling yeah. down one day. And you just watch it grow and grow and grow. And it's uh. like, when's it gonna be? Yeah. And here we are. Yeah. <laughs> and, but I, I honestly respect the element of that to be like, yo, like these are barriers. Fuck it, let them let them take us to court or whatever, or let them like it's gonna be too big by the time they like get around to like trying to stop us. But I do respect like the culture of Lyft to where it's like, yo, we're chill, like we just want to help. We're, we're chill, we're real laid back. We want to help people out, and we're gonna make money while like, we're gonna do things in the best interest of business. But like, we're a chill culture. Like their corporate culture is mad chill. I hear they have like ping pong tables and shit like that. And there, see, I'm. A lot of that shit just feels deceiving to me, though. You think like, so? You think it's a I mean, yo, the CEO is still, like, working with Trump's campaign. Um, yeah. Like, I mean, I get it. You, you, especially at the campaign stage, you're, like, trying to, like, at least put a toe in and, like, yeah. have some influence. I get that. But, like, I don't know, man. Like, yeah. it, 
what's a what's a what's a pool table and a happy hour on Friday really? Like, listen, I, I put this one. I've worked in a lot of those offices. Yeah. My, my last office, we had ping pong tables, we had corn, we had uh, cornhole sets, yeah. we had Drizzly delivery. Shout out to Drizzly, another great Boston company. We had Drizzly deliveries literally every single week. Yeah. You literally just like wrote in and whatever you wanted, just showed up on Friday. I was like, getting seventy dollars bottles of tequila in my office, getting lit. Like, shit was awesome. Yeah, that shit. It, but this way, that doesn't overcompensate for the fact that in the time I worked there, which was a little over a year, uh-huh. we hired three women. We had four, we had five who worked there total, uh-huh. uh, which made up about seven percent of the company. Really? I was the only person of color who worked there for most of the time I worked there. Really? Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm the only person of color. I'm the only person of color who wasn't Asian. No, sorry, no. Uh, we had we had an engineering intern. So uh-huh. it was me, me and one intern. Really? Uh, yeah, no, no. That's what I mean. Like, dude, so did it feel like that? Like, it's like you can, as a black dude, you can. Does feel it like, feel like, like that, or do they it, talk about it? Those are different questions. Oh yeah. Do they uh, talk yeah. about it? Hell no. no. Does it feel but like does that? Does it feel Absolutely. like okay? Like ah uh, yeah. No, we just didn't. Like uh, Lamar just didn't work out. Like yeah, no, no, no. Lamar, Lamar was cool. You know. I will say now that I have a. a more typical corporate sales gig, mm. I didn't realize how good stars were about that. Yeah. Because at least it's like, it's like hanging out, It, I shouldn't say it's like, it is mostly, hanging out with your white liberal friends. Mm. Where it's like, nobody will say the wrong things, mm. everybody will dance around the things they're supposed to dance around. Yeah. And like, it's your choice if you want to confront it or not. Yeah. Now when you confront it, you're going to get some fuck shit. Yeah. There are definitely a lot of the well, I don't know why we need to, you know, really fund public education. Everybody should be able to educate themselves kind of thingers. Yeah. Because, you know, like, startups are filled with brilliant people who dropped out of school and did their own shit. Okay. Yeah. Those are the kind of people they attract. I get that. But, like, that's some wild, ignorant shit to think is going to work out for the majority of society. Exactly, yeah. You know what I mean? And, you know, like, there, there's some shit like that. But now being at, like, a more corporate place, mm. it's way, it's way more apparent. Yeah. It's way more like we don't like we don't talk about politics here. Here's like the twelve page sexual harassment guideline yeah. handbook. Don't brush anyone on the yeah. shoulder the wrong way. Uh, like that type of shit. Yeah. It's like, dude, like my HR manager tried to fuck me at my last job. Oh, you know what I mean? So did, it's like a whole go, Did it go down? It did not go down because uh. she was. I ain't gonna slander her. On, on <laughs> She's a very very nice lady. I'm. I like her a lot. She. I don't say this often. Yeah. Sex positive podcast. Yeah. That might have been more than I could handle. Yeah. Not size wise. I just mean like, she she was beyond open minded. Oh yeah. Which yeah. I'm cool with. I just I was not a place oh. in my life when that occurred. Yeah. That I could have got down with that appropriately. Yeah. Now probably yeah. Yeah. I've been with like a few girls that just like they had went like. They had, they were way beyond. They opened up some doors of freakiness. That's, you need like, that though. You need that girl. Like. Maybe I don't know. Maybe those doors, because those doors can be shut once they're over. You're like, ah. So th- that's a good way to phrase that, because I know a lot of people, and this is especially like straight men. Mm. I don't like so many, so many hard lines where they're like, no, I don't open that door, and I feel yeah. like it's because like they just don't want to know. Yeah. And it's like, bro, like there's a lot of shit out there. The like I didn't know I liked smoking weed till I smoked weed. <laughs> you know what I mean? I told yeah. everybody weed's bad for you. I would take your blunt throw it out the window if you yeah. want a bird ride in my car. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. But the science is out and it's like, no, it's actually, you know, 
not so less bad. harmful than alcohol and then like it's chill it's actually yeah. a really good time yeah. Ooh, I'm weed now. a lot cooler you did you know what I mean <laughs> exactly and yeah. but at the same time it's like put, so put it this way I feel like most straight dudes are like the nerdy kid in high school uh-huh. who brags about how he hasn't lost his virginity uh-huh. it's like you know everybody knows that one like 20 year old in college he's like no nah, you know I get it it's for a lot of other people but me it's really special to me so I'm taking my time which yeah. is like oh yeah. By all means, if that's your thing, religion, whatever the case may be, shout out to you. Uh, but, like, fuck that guy, right? Yeah. Like, obviously, no, you're like, come on. Yeah. And it's the same kind of thing. It's like, dude, like, let him, let him throw a pinky up there. It'll be <laughs> yeah, It's not going to be weird. Sons will still come out tomorrow. You know what I mean? You don't, you don't need to say no homo after every gay shit you yeah, say. Exactly. Like, it's it's yeah, going to be all right. And it's like, yeah. I, I'm the, I just, like, Shit like that, it's like, you know, whatever. Like, it, I'm in, I'm in this with you, so let's see what happens. Like, I know. That's what I mean. It's kind of like, yeah, we're all buying into the experience, yeah, right? Yeah, like, exactly. You, I'll let you drive, girl. Do whatever you were into. <laughs> exactly. Maybe even some new shit. We'll see yeah. if I'm into it. Or exactly. Not. I'm gonna give you the nah. If yeah. I'm that into it, but you know. Now, if you don't reply to the nah, yeah, exactly. Nah, <laughs> yeah. fuck all that. Don't get crazy. Yeah, don't lie a lot. I'll jab you. Don't <laughs> faint. <laughs> <laughs> hey now. They hit you as a stiff arm. <laughs> right into the post. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, no. It is, um, people are weird. I mean, people are weird about sex in our culture. And For fucking real. Yeah, and it's like, um, this, this podcast has been all over the board. Yo, for real. We already hit like... Movies, music, politics, race, gender, and now sex. Yeah. We're like 35, 40 minutes into this. Yeah, I don't even know how long we have been. We're in check. Yeah, I feel like sex for a lot of people is like, you're taught that you're not supposed to talk about it. And like, I, so I get, this is is the getting to know each other podcast, right? Uh, Like, one of my, my major things is like, I never, like, the ages at which you learn what you're not supposed to talk about, uh-huh. I wasn't really, like, around real adults for. Uh-huh. So, like, 13 to 17, I was, like, I, it was weird because, like, I was home for most of it. But mm. it, I would, like, I was home, you know, I'd you know, be, in a, be at school or whatever. Like, I was locked up for a little bit. I was in group homes for a bit. I was in, mm. like, a program for a bit. So, like, I moved around a ton and, like, I bounced around schools and all that shit. And it was just, like, at no point was there, like, a five-year consistent, like, adult presence to be, like, don't talk about politics. Don't talk about religion. Yeah. Don't talk about your sex. Like, all that shit you're not supposed to talk about. Mm. So then I got, you know, you know, 18, 19, whatever. I moved on my own. Mm. And it's like, I, you know, meet fucking, you know, other adult people. And mm. people are blown away by, like, my candor. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess I never, like, I never learned what you weren't supposed to say. And if uh. it, it's so refreshing to me now as an older person. Because yeah. the older you get, the more, like, rigid people are. Uh-huh. And sex is probably the worst. Politics has gotten looser now that politics is so crazy. Like, you kind of have to talk about it. Yeah. Religion's kind of take it or leave it for everybody at this point. Mm-hmm. But sex is still really sticky for people. Yeah. And, like, even, like, innocent questions. Like, hey, like, are you straight or queer? Like, uh-huh. people get so blown up. Why would you ask that? Why would you question that? Yeah. Like. Straight people are upset that you think they might be gay. Queer people are upset that you said queer and not every fucking letter of the alphabet. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you can't use the wrong pronoun. It's all over the fucking yeah. place. Uh, and I don't... It's almost now, like, it's gotten to the point where maybe it is easier just not to talk about it. Yeah. But it, for me, like... It should be. It, it, I think you break down a lot more barriers by having a conversation. Exactly. And more people well, like, yeah, like, I don't... When you find out, like, like... Like, I have... I have... Friends... 
I have a ton, like I don't I have friends who are gay, friends who are queer, friends who are like lesbian, whatever. And it's just like I just never. Here's the thing, and, and this is a, a weird thing for me, like because as a black person, and I've been through like I've lived with like in white neighborhoods, I've been in black neighborhoods, I've been wherever. But I always was like as a minority, I've just been like I don't want to be judged by anything besides like how who I am and how I treat people. So I'm just like, yo, like, that's how I feel. I don't want people to judge me because I'm black because I've experienced that and it didn't feel good. So, like, I'm not going to judge. I'm going to judge people by, like, yo, like, I'm going to treat everyone like my friend and until they prove that they're not my friend. And then, like, so... To, for so people to judge you by it. Blood, bro. Yeah, well, like not like that, like my friend, but like I'm gonna I'm gonna judge you. I'm gonna judge you by like how we interact or whatever, yeah, and not by like yo, know, like who, how you label yourself or how you look or whatever. And so for like people, and it's like black people are the most prejudiced on shit like that. Like, oh, fuck, and bro. if you like even like say something that they feel like is not like as a man that is not like tough or like cool and like masculine they, they'll judge you and it's like dude like what the fuck are you even talking about like well, and it, it, people love throwing around the phrase toxic masculinity yeah there is there's nothing quite as toxic as black masculinity oh yeah there's yeah yeah there's it, something it, it, it well like i think minorities in general i think certain now you, you can't even say black i think you have to look at like a lot like like blacks like uh in like uh, Dominicans like oh, Latinos yeah, like yeah. yeah like in Irish and shit like that like there's yeah no, I guess that's true there's, like, there's just different cultures there's certain you know, cultures you know what's surprisingly open on eh, and I don't want to like generalize because I don't, I don't pretend to be like well versed in like every mm-hmm. Asian culture in the world mm-hmm. uh, but I you know having some you know, fair amount of Indian friends or fair, you know mm-hmm. knowing uh, some Filipinos or whatever uh, the the gender normativities mm-hmm. I guess like. If you are like definitively a man, mm-hmm. is pretty like rigid, mm-hmm. but they're also much more accepting about like your friends, you know, uh, you know uh, in India. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. There's like an accepted third gender, yeah, in, you know, what I mean, yeah. not even just like transgender people, but, like people who are born intersex. We yeah. don't even talk about intersex no, people no, in America, we don't. Yeah. like you can't even like acknowledge that those people are people here, yeah, which seems like <laughs> you know what I mean, that's fucking crazy, yeah. which is, is like shows you how like information has evolved way more than like some of our cultural norms and like mm. how we approach things, how we think about things, like information we know these people we know people have different tastes and different standards and identify a different way. Mm. We know information has spread fast enough for like your mo- your mom and dad to understand it. But culture hasn't been like for a large portion of society has been like yeah well like why are you even tell why do I even give a shit right like are they assholes or are they not assholes that's all we care about and they're assholes I don't care who they are I don't like them and they're good people don't care what they do I like this person like that should be the only standard and that's like a like, but here's the thing is like I think a lot of people who are who are prejudiced about people's sexualities or the way they live their sexual lives. Uh-huh. Would tell you that's how they feel. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, like a lot of people in their heart, like they they say that out into the world. They think that those people, like mm-hmm. I, I only would ju- you know judge people you know on the actions and how they treat one another, right? Mm-hmm. But they'll judge you like one of your actions being like how like what your sex life is like. Yeah, 
And yeah. I, like, I don't like. Why is that a, a pillar of which you would judge somebody? Yeah. Right? You know what I mean? Like, I don't really care who you fuck or how you fuck them. Exactly. Did you it, enjoy it? Cool. Yeah, exactly. That, and really, that's my only question for your sex life. Are you yeah. enjoying your sex life? Because if the answer is no, I feel bad for you, and I want to help. Exactly. And and like, okay, so here's a, my big when I like because like as I think you grow up like especially like thinking that differences are like wrong and like oh you just fit in or whatever but like when you think about things like if if you're let's say like if i had like uh a friend that was like let's say my friend's like gay but didn't want to admit it and but he was super depressed because he didn't there was a part of his identity that he was hiding do you would you rather your friend be like out and happy or like living a, a social norm and miserable and taken away from the few days that we have on this fucking earth because we don't have we have about a speck of time and then you're like 30 you're 40 you're 50 and then you're old and you're dead like i'd rather like whatever i feel like i'd rather you just be happy and like content with the little time we have on earth and be free and do it that's what that's what matters i feel like more than anything see that's a that's a tough one for me uh i think you're right, we are all over the place. But, like, one of the things, especially, like the, I guess, like, the, the outing thing mm-hmm. when, it, when it comes to, like, people's queer identities. Because mm-hmm. I agree for, there are plenty of people who, like, if they can't freely be out, mm-hmm. would be miserable and, like, there's some level of, like, self-loathing or feeling yeah. like you're living a lie. Mm-hmm. And then there's other people I've met who it's, like, you know, like, yeah, I'm queer, I just don't talk about it. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And, like... I, I I guess, like, outing somebody like that feels brutal. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's like, okay, like, it, it, I, for the sake of outing myself, like, yeah. that's kind of where I've always felt, like, fell on the thing was, like, I don't really need, like, there would be nothing more cringeworthy, like, no no social setting worse to me yeah. than somebody, like, outing me to a group of people who didn't know I was out. Yeah. But I'm also in no way, like, ashamed of the fact that I'm queer. I just yeah. feel like that's something, like... I, I, I'd want to tell on my own terms to certain people and not others. Yeah, and it shouldn't even need to be a discussion. It should be like, it's just how you live your life should not be anyone's now, but here, business. But here's the problem with that, right? It shouldn't be part of the discussion, right? But no. the, in the scenario you just posed, right? Yeah. Un- undeniably, if you're fr- if you were friends with somebody for ten years, yeah. twenty years, or whatever, yeah. and you found out they were gay twenty years in, yeah. you'd feel a little lied to, wouldn't you? I. I probably would. I wouldn't feel lied to. I would feel like. Oh come on! That's no, like finding out somebody had kids and you didn't know the whole time. No, I, I, honestly, I wouldn't feel lied to. I would feel like, what did I present to this person that he felt like he couldn't be open about the part of his life? With All right, me? perfect. But that's not lied to. So, it's just uh, like okay, sure. But why? Yeah. But why do you feel that way? Why? Why do you feel like it was something like he kept this from me? Not like, as a like, he, he chose to not like. Out himself because there's a difference. Okay, the difference is that like we, if I'm open about like as as friends, especially guys, we're op- we're very open with our friends about our sexual lives, our dating lives. It's something that's always it's probably the majority of the conversation that guys have. Yeah. So if you're not having that conversation, it's because you you don't trust me with that information, and I don't care. That's it's your. I, I just someone said that in one of the Tim Ferriss uh, interviews, he said he says like they were talking about honesty, mm. and it's like he's like yeah, no, it's like 
you allow people you it's, it's you don't have to share everything with everybody it's like it's your discretion to let people in but it's not it's under your discretion it's not their right to be in on everything so it's not my right to know everything but like if we if i'm sharing shit and you're and you're not sharing shit then i feel like oh okay he he or she didn't feel like they can share certain things with me and i've been completely open that's the only thing that I would, and but I wouldn't give. I would you tell give your friends how much money you make? If they ask, I'd be like, "Yo, like, yeah, man." I, I go on the strict standard that I tell people I'm broke all the time. I want everyone so to think I'm broke. Okay. So, <laughs> so if you if you told people you were broke, but you were really making like, you know. I don't even want to throw a number out because we're going to look back at this one day and realize I'm broke. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you're really making like 150K. Yeah. <laughs> but like, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you're, make, if you're making 400K a year, right? Yeah. And you're still telling all your friends you're broke. Yeah. What's, the, what's the difference? It's something you prefer to keep personal, right? Yeah. Yeah. But, okay, but here's the thing. But So you wouldn't feel like. I wouldn't feel I guess slighted. Actually, no, I wouldn't feel like, slighted if someone was like, yo, like, I'm out here struggling. Yeah. But I, nah, and then they like, yeah. I'd be like, yeah. Yeah. 15 years from now, I'd be tight if yeah. I found out you make a half a mil every yeah, fucking year. Yeah, exactly. You didn't put me on this whole time, dog? Yeah, but I, I think, okay, so, I, I, and those are two, like, the two personal aspects, mm. but I feel like one aspect is, like, financials, like, I feel like people get treated di- way differently if someone who they know makes a fuck ton of money. I would argue the same as sure if somebody that you know and regularly hang out with is outwardly queer. I don't. I, I don't think so. I don't think. I mean, and I can only speak on me personally. But I don't. I wouldn't treat anyone to. If you made a lot of money, I still. I treat you like shit, just same way I. Treat. <laughs> <laughs> my that's my Fair. my baseline. I treat everybody like, like shit. shit. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like I treat everyone <laughs> equally like shit. Don't be offended. I fucking hate all exactly. of you. Exactly. <laughs> and so like I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna give a shit. Like I'm still gonna be like, all right, yeah, you make money, so you fucking buy the pizza. Fuck it this time. But like I'm still. If we go out. I'm. still... I don't care. You make way more money. I still, yo, you want a beer? I got this one. I'm gonna treat you like my my friend, or like yo, like it, I'm still gonna treat you the same way because I just don't get that's and that's just me personally. No, I just build a tolerance for. I don't fuck, fuck I it. I guess that's that's the difference right there. Is is it depends on whether or not and have like, you had so people simple. treat you differently once you they found out that you? Oh, mm-hmm. sorry, my my friends calling me and it might. MacBook rings through my computer and my cell phone, so sorry about that. Technology, bro. Yeah, no. Uh, so, have you had someone treat you differently, or a friend, a close person treat you differently because you're like, yo, I'm queer, and then they were like, what, dude? What's wrong with you? Like, can you shit someone? I think uh, this. There's. Uh, I'll give a, a good example of that. Mm. Uh, there, this is happened on more than one occasion, but the most memorable one, there was a girl I dated a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. uh, and we first started dating, you know, the whole, no, like, oh, blah, 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 like, you know, who you been, what do you do, like, what's your thing, mm-hmm. you know, normal type fucking first date type shit. Yeah. Uh, and, like, probably, like, two months in a date, like, we were, we were talking, and she asked me, she's like, oh, like, oh, I think I asked her if she'd ever hooked up with a chick before. Uh-huh. Uh, Cause like every dude ever asked every yeah, girl yeah. ever did hoping that, that hoping <laughs> you can finesse this threesome in it. Yeah, you know, yeah. like what are my what are my odds for the future? Yeah. Uh, this is when I'm like 21, so I'm just like a wild fuckboy. Yeah. Uh, and so like I asked her that question, she's like, uh, she, you know, I kissed some girl in college, or whatever. She's like, 
what, have you ever been with, like, a dude before? Uh-huh. I'm like, all right, like, I've been dating this girl, like, three months, I really like this girl, like, fuck, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm a real honest dude, like, yeah. I'm very open book policy about everything, mm. and so I was like, yeah, like, you know, like, you know, I fucked around this dude in high school a couple times, there's another dude, like, I hooked up with, uh, like, my uh, first job in college, yeah. and, like, start going through, and she was, like, repulsed really she like literally like we're like you know on my couch like watching a movie having this conversation uh-huh. and she went from like laying down to sitting up dead stark like grilling me staring at me like literally looked back at me she's like you're fucking kidding right like uh-huh. i hope you're joking that's fucking disgusting and i was just like nah you're kind of disgusting for feeling that way you're, yeah you're exactly. kind of like a grade a what? Not yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's weird because it's like if she had like if, if she had a friend that was like like straight gay she would probably be like super cool with so oh, th- that is something I, I get a lot of yeah. and I, I I make the same point about race all the time I was saying earlier about the, the struggle of being biracial but I de- like identifiably being black yeah. it's like I always have to explain to all my like racist conservative friends yeah. who like go in there and like well he just should have cooperated with the police type yeah. rants yeah. it's like Listen, my nigga, I'm as white as I am black. I'm for the white guy. Yeah. Trust me, I, I will get myself in a lot of trouble on this podcast at some point defending white people. I yeah. am certain, but I'm also black, and it's the same thing when it when it comes to the whole queer identity thing. It's like, yeah, like I'm in a heteronormative relationship. I dated women most of my life. Uh-huh. I've also fucked around with some dudes. I fucked around with transsexual people. I fucked around with transgender people. Like, I fuck pretty people. I don't really give a shit. Yeah. So like. Straight people will always pose that, and I, th- I think it's weird because, you know, everybody's got, you know, their gay best friend or two. Uh. This is especially true of women, uh. where it's like, oh, like, I fooled around with, you know, some girl out of phase in college, like, uh. all those bros. Uh. Like, that's cool, that's whatever thing yeah. is. Women get just such a free pass. Right, day. but exactly, right? I'll, so it's like, <laughs> oh, like, oh, you know, I made out with a girl or two at a party. It's like, cool, I kissed a guy, you know, you know once back in, you know, fucking P-Town on the uh. weekend. Yeah. And it's like, wait, you did what? Uh-huh. No, I could, I would never. Be. My favorite is like way, way before they even know. Uh-huh. Like sometimes I'll just ask, be like, uh-huh. you know, I like party or something. Like I never have, I ever game back. You know, would you ever date a guy who like hooked up with a guy before? Uh-huh. Unanimously, you uh-huh. you could go ask a thousand straight women. Yeah. The answer is no, nine hundred ninety eight percent of the time. Well, I think, and I don't know whether it's like, uh, it's a cultural thing. Like women, for some reason, like, and, and it's like women have this thing where they just like they want this this like super like masculine fucking like feeling about like their man and like even like like most women that i've been with like they will prefer you to be aggressive in bed than anything Mm -hmm. else like that's like their thing like throw me around like choke me and shit like that for some reason like that is like their point and i feel like if you admit something that they feel like will take away from that masculinity they feel like oh no that's like that's my image of what like masculinity is it's like taken away from that but it 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 shouldn't be but that's why i feel like this like social norm of like oh no no like this is like no this is not my this is not my identity of what things should be so like as soon as it alters like what this pretty picture that they set up in their mind it's like and women are the are like the number one of like they set up this pretty p- picture of what life should be like and if it doesn't things don't fit into this box then like oh then I, I, I would i would argue men do very uh, yeah <laughs> just men as do, much yeah, men do too i feel uh, like too. But I, people I do say, i should say i shouldn't that box i okay. i think the we're definitely the first generation of men in in 
a world, or at least in an America, in which that's really up for debate for a change. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it used to be like, and we've, you know, we've, you know, men have gotten accustomed to. Mm-hmm. Cool, like this is the way the world should be, and women reacting accordingly. Mm-hmm. And if they don't fucking rape and murdering them because mm-hmm. men have been terrible human beings forever, yeah. uh, and now we're at like this crux in life where it's like, all right, cool, wait, mm-hmm. like women are people, awesome, yeah. valuable opinion. Yeah. yeah, this is good to know. Yeah. Uh, what do you got to say? And then they're like, hey, you know, like the two thousand years you've had of doing everything your own way, yeah. we want exactly our own way. It's like, yeah. Nah, nah, yeah, nah, that's yeah. not really gonna fly either. Because that's the thing is, my girlfriend has said this to me on more than one occasion, mm-hmm. and I don't know if she knows how much it breaks my heart every time I hear it, but I think it's valuable and it's important. Mm-hmm. As a quest of mine to do this for more people, mm-hmm. is she says the phrase, Yo, I never envisioned dating anyone like, and then some, some inane thing that like harps at her ideals of goodness or masculinity. Uh-huh. And so, you know, I, I never thought of dating any, you know, I never thought I would be dating somebody who is queer. I never yeah. thought I'd be dating somebody who, you know, fucking sold drugs at some point in his life. I never yeah. thought of all these different things mm-hmm. that are supposed to be inherently bad that we mm-hmm. teach people. Yeah. Uh, and I love, is my favorite feeling in the world, mm-hmm. is being able to be, and, and this is why I think it's very important, and uh, you know, I'll get killed by transgender people 20 episodes from now for this uh-huh. at some point. But I think there there is a real necessity to people who strongly identify as male and female. Mm-hmm. I, that's not to say you can't be anything in between or outside of, yeah. but there's a necessity to the people who run the binary, if you will, mm-hmm. because I, as a man, mm-hmm. as somebody who self-describes as man and masculine and tries to be that guy with the fucking deep voice and the broad shoulders, mm-hmm. I have this unique opportunity mm-hmm. where I can be this guy mm-hmm. and still be all of these other things that challenge masculinity. Yeah. I can still be the guy who shows up with flowers on every day. Yeah. I can still be the guy who makes the bed every morning and cooks breakfast and cooks dinner and yeah. does the dishes and fucking wears floral shirts. And you can be a lot of different types of guys yeah. while still being badass masculine dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, ask around. I ain't the nigga to fuck with. Yeah. You know exactly. what I mean? I, and I feel, like, <laughs> I feel like there is a, uh, just a, a necessity of, 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 of a wide spectrum of, of people who fall on, like... Like it's just stereotypical gender role, and then doing something different while within it. Yeah, exactly. Not not being like, oh, I'm not a man anymore. I identify as something else. No, I'm I'm a man. Let yeah. me let me show you what but a man. I'm not going to be boxing. Yeah, I've there's like, other things to that. Yeah. I don't need to chop wood and work on my car and like wear a fucking wife beater and take be pride like, in calling it that. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like, nah, fuck I, all that. That I, ain't manly to me. I, I'm I'm the exact same way. I feel like yo, like I'm gonna just be me. I'm not gonna be boxed into like shit that you feel like I should be and like once you like that's true freedom if you ask me yeah just to be like yo like well like you box yourself into whatever you want to be in and I'm gonna just live my life and like I'm not gonna be stressed out by trying to like fit my triangle self in this square box that everyone fits in because as human beings we don't we we shouldn't be in this box we should be, we're unique, we should live a unique life, a handcrafted life. And it's like anything else you subject yourself to is like dirt, your own prison you put yourself into. Can I take that like one step hippie stoner further? Yeah, go it's ahead. It's like, you can't try and fit your triangle self in that square hole 
at the same time, you can never like accept yourself as a triangle and exclusively a triangle. Yeah, one hundred percent. You know what I mean? Like, I think the most important thing we do as human beings is, is learn evolve. and evolve. Yes, yeah, yeah. And like, so many people are willing, whatever the stop point is, but so many people are willing to put the brakes on that at other you know, various points in their life. Yeah. You know, whether that's you know, I bought a house, I got my first real job, I had kids, I graduated college, you know, whatever that point is. Yeah. A lot of people are like, I did this thing, now I'm this guy. Let me be this person. Yeah. No, that no. is so dangerous, man. Yeah, it is. It is. And I see, like, I, the number of, especially, like, I'm I'm a little older than you, probably, like, How old are you? I don't I'm 33. Our, our listeners don't I'm know, 33. So. How are, 27. 27. So, like, I got, like, six, I got six years <laughs> on you. Uh, and so, like, but I'm at the age where I start, you start to see the people the boxes that people have boxed themselves into, and you're like, ah, jeez. And there's like, no way out at that yeah. point, bro. Yeah, and I'm in I this, mean, there's ways out, but they don't see it. There's ways out, but they don't see it, and it's not, it's not even in their creative imagination how that. And I'm in this weird box where, like, yeah, I'm kind of on their path. Like, I have a corporate job, and I do my corporate thing, but, like, as soon as I'm off work, like, I'm doing. I'm writing. I'm doing comedy. Like I, I'm doing this podcast. Like I, 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 like I do all kinds of shit in order because like, that this podcast, this like writing, like comedy, like my creative is going to be what gets me out of this because I don't see this is a trans. I see this everything is this is a transition. But like, who I am and what I'm evolving to is going to be where I where I craft my life a unique life where I'm like yo like this is what I'm supposed to do this is purpose and shit like that and I won't be like yo I'm gonna just like follow this this road's been path I'm gonna just stay on this road I'm gonna retire and shit like that because I'm sorry that's just not gonna you that's just not gonna that's just not ill that's not there, living there there's a lot of things I have to say in response to that pause before I say any of that because I'm just gonna like yeah. OD heap praise on a lot of those things you just said no doubt. but like that, that last part you mentioned about not being able like, you can't get into a lane and then just coast towards retirement because, mm. re- like, that doesn't exist in our generation, first and foremost. No, it doesn't. Like, like, you, for all the stuff we talked about at the beginning of this, like, somebody is going to be there to tear you down and expose you on yeah. some level. Mm. The only way that won't happen, and I, I was making this point uh, maybe a week or two ago to somebody, as the difference between creative people and uh, rational, logical people, if you mm. will. Uh, and there's probably a better way to phrase those two, mm-hmm. but it's the the smartest people who are the, like the most rational, reasonable, good people, white picket fence, American dreamers, right? Mm-hmm. Those are the people who are very, very like b- beyond good. They're great mm-hmm. at working within their boundaries. Mm-hmm. They know exactly where the limits are. Yeah. And so everything within those limits, they know that system and they can crush it in yeah, that system. Exactly. Creative people, mm-hmm are the people who are really good at figuring out these limits don't exist. Yeah. Those aren't real. So where are the real limits? Yeah. The most creative people have discovered there aren't. Yeah. And that freaks people the fuck out. Yeah. And those people go, you know, fucking on acid trips all the time yeah. and like lose themselves. And yeah. Those are really weird fucking people. And it's somewhere in like, you gotta be able to rein it in and have borders. Mm-hmm. But like, I, I could never imagine being one of those people who never ask why the line is the line. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? yeah. Be, and there's so many of those people, and it's just like, so uh, I don't know. I, this I do this job do. because that job makes money, and I need money because yeah. I need a house. And, well, I need a house because I need, like, shelter. Yeah. And I never really thought about, like, 
Why we structure a society in which it takes me 45 years to earn a necessary, you know, yeah, essential life element. Yeah. And, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, how do you not question that in 45 fucking years, man? Exactly. And so, like, my, um... Oh, that sounds fucking wild right now. People no, are gonna hate no, this. no, I think it's, I think it's true. And then, like, if they hate it, then they're just denying the fact that it's true. That, like, that's I, how I, I feel, though. For, that's, yes. Like, some people don't want to see that that's the truth. Yeah. Like, I feel like, okay, so I was always just, like... Pretty much, like, I love learning. I love reading. I love freaking, like, like exploring and so forth like that. And then I went to school, and I hated the structure. I couldn't learn in that system. I just, like, was, like, completely just, like, tuned out as soon as I got in school. And then, like, and then the whole, I followed that whole path through where I just, like, was just going through school just, like, to get through classes and stuff. Just minimum, like, getting by, like, C's and like B here and stuff like that. That's study 2.9. Yeah, just, just <laughs> barely, just to get by. And then, like, finally, like, when I got in like later years of high school, like junior year, I was like, oh shit, people are applying to college. It's like, I better get my shit together because mm. I've seen the people who they don't go to college and they look like losers. Mm. <laughs> and net realizing that, like, this whole time there was something wrong with the fact that I couldn't plug into this system. And if I was like, hindsight's twenty twenty, but if I would have had the vision that I did now, I would have been like, oh yeah, I don't like this because this is stupid. The fact that like we're memorizing shit and we're taking the test and we're forgetting it and I would have just like, I would have just cashed out as soon as I got to like middle school or something like that and be like, yo, I'm gonna just do my own stuff. Like, like, put me into after school, put me like, as soon as I leave school, like, Teach me how to film. Teach me how to record. Teach me go give me a writing school. Send me to and art so school. Th and that's me... my biggest thing is like, so my my girlfriend's a teacher, and I, I spent a lot of time talking to her just uh, about exactly that. Like, mm -hmm. how do you how do you motivate kids who are who are quite clearly outside of the yeah. like want want no place in the system? Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. Because those people are arguably the most valuable. Yeah, but at the very least, they're as valuable. Yeah. Uh, and instead of ostracizing them, what do we do with them? Uh, and so many people, I feel like, look at specifically the the creative path, mm -hmm. but, you know, as this somehow like you're fostering an unrealistic expectation. Mm -hmm. And I don't I don't think enough people fully appreciate what fostering creativity, especially in youth, yeah. does for the future. Yeah. Like, it's not like every kid like you give an extra two art classes to mm -hmm. is gonna become an artist. Yeah. But that kid's gonna understand understand like design theory a lot better by the time he gets to college yeah. and decide like his engineering major should be focused in UX instead of in back end coding. Yeah. And it, we're gonna get you know what I mean? Like those are the little differences that make the world a better place that like aren't hard to encourage him. Yeah. Especially you look at a future where like half of these jobs that they're gonna be up getting oh, degrees yeah. in are gonna yeah. be fucking gone in twenty years. Yeah. It's like you're gonna need happen. to be creative now. Dude so. and I, I pegged that when I was like fifteen and I don't know when I lost sight of it. Yeah. And I, I said it then I remember being like I think I was like going into my sophomore year of high school and I was just like, dude like you know, every every kid has that feeling where it's like nothing I learn right now is gonna be relevant. Mm -hmm. But like, I think that was really, really true in our generation. Yeah. Like, I had a class sophomore year of like, uh, it was like you know, computer and internet basics one hundred and one or whatever. Mm -hmm. And like, I remember being taught how to create an email address yeah. in a school setting. Oh wow! Could you fathom that? Yeah. At, in high school? Yeah. Could you imagine a sixteen-year-old who doesn't know how to create an email exactly. address? Exactly. It's like this. In a like, major no, urban I, area. Yeah. No, I got this. I, I had this when I was five. You know what I mean? So it's like. It's like, yeah, so, like, I learned all this, like, basic shit that, yeah. like, 
either was duh life skill or you know obviously you're gonna have this later on anyway yeah. or b like was completely obsoleted by the time i actually needed it exactly you know what i mean yeah. like what do you think i use yahoo mail exactly. in 2017 get the fuck out of here yeah uh, yeah. And so I don't know, like a lot of that, I, I just look at and I, the rate at which information flows now is too fast for our education model. Yeah. I certainly don't know what to do about it. I am not a qualified curriculum writer, <laughs> education policy maker. Uh, well, I think it's a, I think it's the same thing as you look at. I look at it as, and this is if when I have kids, I'm going to teach them. I'm going to be like the same way I look at the, the job market. I'm like, yeah, like this is probably in this maybe a necessity of part of your life where you have to go to a job but this is not where you do this is not which is gonna enrich you everything that you will grant successful do you think a job should enrich you do you think that should be part of your work experience it should in in a perfect society it should i mean like like every everybody should be working towards that like you shouldn't you shouldn't accept having a job that doesn't enrich you well it, it in a perfect society, I think that like people are should be in jobs and careers that fulfill them and they're they're right for. Um, do I think that in in the current society, I think that there's not many of those jobs out there. I would say there's only like if there's one percent, I'd be surprised. So I feel like you have to go to work in order to pay your bills, in order to lead you to wherever you need to go. After you get off work, is that's when you're. It's your time to build whatever you need to build to live in your truth, live in your passion, to craft your life the way you want to craft it. So that's why when I, when I get out of work, go to the gym, and then I'm like either I'm doing stand up or I'm writing or I'm like editing or I'm doing something. But I will not just take what they give me. I won't just take this off the shelf life, this job, and it's like no, like. Even if I don't achieve success for it, I got to try. And I feel like school is the same way. Like, yeah, go to school, do what, learn what they, know what they are teaching other kids, understand it. But after you're out of school, like, we'll have you in, in like, classes. We'll have you learning certain things. Theater, watch you, yeah, whatever it may. Watch YouTube, mm. Google shit, learn shit that these kids aren't learning. Find your, whatever you're interested in, indulge yourself in that. So when you it's time to go to college, if you decide, like, I'm not gonna go to college. I'm gonna go like the film school, or I'm gonna just like start making films. Then, then do that. And if that doesn't work in two years, then go to film school for a few years. And you know, whatever, whatever you need to do, like that, do that. You know. Uh, and I think that's what's fucking missing. That's what I missed out on. That's what if I could do it all over again, that's what I would do. But since I can't, I'm gonna do it this way now. I guess a, a couple of things in that. One, at some other point, we're going to have a, a full episode on my my wild, crazy philosophies about the fall of capitalism. Which <laughs> I have um, a lot of theories. Of course. <laughs> that's like, what yeah, I mean. Like, I have a lot of yeah, theories that, on that. That's going to fill up another couple of hours, I, have, I feel. Yeah, you, like, I would go to the tangent about our fucking the yeah. Federal Reserve and the bank. Like, there will be, they, the feds would be tapping my shit. So... <laughs> I'll small. I'll stay on the, the smaller piece of that for now, mm. which I guess is like. Well, uh, first, let me ask it this way: How long have you been doing the stand-up thing? Uh, okay, so I had a weird experience. So I, I started when, and we'll go in the story. The story of how I started stand-up is crazy. But I had when I lived in Boston, I did a stint. Where I just wanted to do like skits and shit, and like I ended up. Long story, I ended up doing stand-up one night, like just do stand-up, man. 
And I was like, all right, cool. So I wrote you a You have balls to just like walk up and do stand up, man. Yeah. Well, like, I've always been like. Like, I've been thinking about doing stand up, man, for like two years. And I still don't feel like I got five minutes worth of material to oh, just walk up we'll, and do. We'll get you on stage. Um, but here's the thing. I, and so I was, they were like, oh, this one dude I met, he was like, yo, just like, just do it right five minutes and like, we'll get you up. So, like, I did, I did the set, and this is like, I went to this Boston comedy club, and it was nothing but fucking killers, dude. Like, Boston, like, <laughs> New England, Boston, yeah, New England has a fucking, like, flourishing c- comedy scene, and so, like, I just went up, and I did my set, and it fucking killed. Really? You killed first night out? First night out, I did great. That's dope. And then, I went on a three-month stint of just bombing just <laughs> bombing just fucking bombing oh. bomb 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 it, it was depressed i was it was so like the worst the only thing i can compare it to is just like uh just like getting super dissed by like the girl you liked in front of everyone or just like Missing the shot at the that you should have made. I, it's just like the the worst feeling. The Cause yeah, the room full of people in silence. Yeah, just it's just be. fucking. It's worse. Uh, it's the worst. So I was like, oh fuck, well, like they just don't get me. And I was like, yeah, they don't just understand my humor. But really, I just sucked. And I wasn't like complete my jokes. I wasn't completing ideas. Mm. I was trying to rift on stage. I wasn't taking it serious. So like when I relocated to um, Rhode Island, like six or seven months ago like I, I was down here getting my shit together like transitioning with like my new territory uh and then like after a couple months i was like i don't know anyone here like i need to meet people uh i'm gonna just and like i'm gonna just see how the stand-up scene is like i'm gonna meet some friends there and so like i, I went there and i went with the same set that i did before mm. and it just it, it was like shit <laughs> and then I was like, "Oh yeah, this this still is shit. <laughs> this is still pretty so, bad." <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Fuck that!" Like I know I'm better than this. So like I wrote like a whole new set, and then I just went it back, and I fucking I killed, and I was just like just kept on writing, and I was like fucking like doing good shit, and then like people were like, "Yo, like we're doing this show out here, we're doing this show out here, come through, come through, come through." So I started doing like getting shows just from off of like this set. So I was like, "All right, well like I'm gonna just keep on writing and writing and writing," and then I was just like. Yo, like, I think, like, I get in a handle on how to craft my thoughts in a way that makes sense. And I'm not, like, going up there half-assing it. And, like, I have the bravery and now to, like, try shit and know that if it doesn't work, I know how to alter it and shit like that. So I was like, all right, well, like, I'm going to just do it. And then I've been, been for the time I've been doing it, I've got good feedback and shit like that. So, so let me ask you now, this is a follow-up. Yeah. That sounds pretty enriching. Yeah. That sounds fairly fulfilling. Yeah. Sounds like something you really enjoy doing. Yeah. If you were to make enough money doing that, mm. that would be that would be the job that is all of those things we were talking about earlier, right? Yeah, absolutely. Is it... Do you think other people... Do you think somebody could find those same feelings in your day job now? Yeah, I think so. I think there's... So if that's the case, 100% of jobs, well, not 100, but like way more than 1% of jobs offer that then. It just depends. You have to find the right fit, right? It's more about fit than actual job. I feel like it's more about, it's about personality. Mm. 
perspective and then fit after that. Now, actually, I'll, I'll, save, I'll save that question for... Because people, the I mean, there's people who don't want to get out of fucking prison. They don't think, yeah, you know, that, this, there so, were slaves that didn't, yeah. like, you know... Um, Sharecroppers who, you know, well, um, shit. What you call it? Uh, who, uh, the lady, the black revolutionary who freed the underground slaves. Um, Harriet Tubman? Harriet Tubman said that she's... Like she, they freed the underground slaves. Yeah, she had the we underground are going to get murdered by tomorrow. I don't give a shit. I'm old. My money ain't good. <laughs> right? You're 33. You're like, what's the tweet, man? <laughs> but, okay. You got stabbed back my day. All right, let me, let me regain this. She said that she's like, she's like, I freed a thousand slaves and I could have freed a thousand more if they knew they were slaves. That says it, that says it fucking all. Like, most people don't know. And like, I have a pretty loose job and like where I'm, I have a lot of freedom. And some of my boys are like, oh, that's cool. Like, you just kind of go out and do your thing, make your own schedule and shit like that. And that's dope. That's dope. That's dope. I'm like, eh. You know, my change is just longer. Yeah. Like, we're all in the system. My change, I'm still... I, I still, still healthcare. Yeah, I still don't still like... I still don't like Monday. Yeah. I still <laughs> love Friday at 5 o'clock. I, there's still five days out of my week that I'm doing shit that I don't want to do. And it's like, yo, yeah, yeah, there's benefits to it. But the chains is just a little bit longer. They, You know, but we're all still in fucking chains, you know? It's not what we want to do. It's not how humans should be interacting with our world, you know, this now what if there is, and I'm like, I'm bro, I'm not gonna lie, I really wish you didn't say that because you just depressed the fuck out of me. Yeah, it's like, the truth. I it's made the... like a real conscious decision, uh, like two years ago. Uh, I was wild, smack, you know, like I hope to god my mother never listened to this podcast, she uh-huh. find out a lot about me, but like, I was, I was fucked up, I was on a bunch of shit, and it was mm-hmm. like three, four o'clock in the morning, I'm standing on my porch, mm-hmm. and I remember just saying, to My buddy, I was like. Just like you just said, it's like, you know, every everybody spends so much time, you know, 40 hours a week, 50 hours, however much time, doing shit they don't want to do. Yeah. That's not counting the time you spend actually paying bills. Yeah. Running errands. Going Driving to work. Taking care, yeah. you know, whatever the fuck, you know, yeah. all the little things, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I really just pretty much made a choice, like, I wasn't going to do anything I didn't want to do anymore. Yeah. It, like, it was the best the best experience, the best and worst experience of my life. Mm-hmm. And so it's great in the moment that, like, you realize, like, I, I literally just stopped all mm-hmm. this. Like, I I got thousands of bills of medical bills that I know they can't actually do anything about, like, chasing me down for. Because, mm-hmm. uh, like, the way they're set up in the collection agencies and I research all that. That's what I mean. Like, I went through the effort to make sure I don't have to do a bunch of shit I don't want to do. Mm-hmm. Like, I, like, at one point just... Like, I was supposed to be at work at 9. I just started coming to work at 10.30. <laughs> and after, like, two weeks, my boss was like, yeah, this really isn't cool. And I was like, mm, this is it's better for me. Yeah. And he's like, all right. And we, like, switched my schedule. And I worked 10.30 from now. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I really just stopped doing anything I didn't want to do. Yeah. I fucking drank on Tuesdays. I did fucking wild other shit I won't yeah. say on yeah. here until yeah. we have lawyers yeah. on Wednesdays. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I was doing all this shit. Yeah. But... The way that all came to a screeching halt for me, and mm-hmm. this is this is always my big question to people mm-hmm. who are like, air quotes, woke enough mm-hmm. to like understand that they live in chains, right? Mm-hmm. Myself included, mm-hmm. is if you were to shake those chains, do you know what you'd be doing? Yeah. Do you? Do I? Yeah, that's what I mean. I don't no. think I don't think any of us do. 
I think the, the most fulfilling thing in the world that you just described to me is completely predicated on having enough other people to make fun of who are still in chains. Yeah. And they place like backed up by that chain system to yeah. like hold that up yeah. and reimbursed by wealth. No, okay, so here's here's here and um, And we all play that game, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so uh, there's two 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 elements I want to respond to. First, one is like that whole like I, and I reached moments where I'm just like, fuck it. I just don't want to do anything. I'm going to just fuck off. And I'm going to do whatever I want to do. There is an element of that that's like feels free. But there's an element about like some of your actions do affect other people. And there's like a maturity of like, okay, well, like. And it's probably the reason like you don't, you transition out of that. That's like, okay, well, then my, although I do certain things that I don't want to do there's other people involved in these decisions that I don't want my actions to be a burden on whatever their day is. So, see, this might be wild selfish, but I pretty much just cut that out of my life. Yeah, see, I... Like, if, if, if there are people who felt some type of way about my actions, I just, like, I'm, I just keep it a buck with everybody. I sat down, I was like, why, like, why do you feel hurt by what I did? And if they, if they explain it to me, I tell them, like, I'm, I'm sorry that you feel that way, and mm. I'm sorry that I've caused that. Mm. But my like my actions aren't going to change because I enjoy what I'm doing. Yeah. So if that's a problem, you should probably get the fuck out of my life. No, home. but if it's like, yo, like, like let's say you're like, yo, like we we had the meeting, we need you in here at like 9. You're like, no, nah, I'm going to be here at like 10. And they were like, well, like, then I have to like do this meeting, and then I have to refresh you or send you an email draft of everything that's discussed. It's like, I'm not, I don't want to do Like, that's just like a loose... Hype, uh, like a loose example, but like to that extent, like I would be like, you know what, like, no, nah, I'll be here that day at early so we can, you know, I don't want you to have to do this shit two times. So that's what I mean. Like, I'm really not that nice of a guy. Yeah. Like, see, I, 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 I would, I would that, like Skype into that meeting and record it and just like watch it when I woke up. Yeah. Like, see, that's okay. what I, like I am really a wild asshole and like people see, don't understand. I understand. <laughs> like, that, that's like, that I can understand that like in in like doing it. That's just not my personality because yeah. I'm just like I'm. No, most people are. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. that's not. Yeah. To to be, I guess that's my point. To be that free, uh. you have to be really okay with the fact that like most people are going to fucking hate you. Yeah. Because like it's the most selfish thing in the world is freedom. Yeah. I'm well, doing whatever the fuck extent, I want to do all of the time. Yeah. And it's like and you can only there's only certain certain situations you have to be like. For the most part, single, or or and I have kids. In order to be like, I I just watched fucking um, yeah, the kids thing is tough. Yeah, I just watched um, uh, what's his name? Oh shit, um, Chris D'Elia's stand up special. Mm. He was just like talking to that. Like, he was like, yeah, like incorrigible. Uh, no, he just dropped uh, Man on Fire. Yeah, it just dropped like yesterday or, so, or on Monday Shout or something like Man that. On fire. Uh, but he was just like, yeah, like I know kids make people a better person. But no, I just want to be me. I don't want to be a better person. Like what? I don't want those responsibilities. I don't, I just want to be free. I can walk out of my house and no one asks me where I'm going. I like can return whatever I want to. And I understand that. Like that's why I'm like I like living alone. I like being single. I like you know because I can like I can date girls and I can be like yo like this is not working and like I won't commit to them because I don't want them to invest in something if I feel like I'm gonna fucking dip out on it. Uh, and that's like I, I keep that level but like I'm going to be honest with them because I don't want them I'm not going to do everything I want to do I'm going to be respectful of them and I'm going to be respectful of people around me because I just don't want them to feel like I'm a burden on their life see I, I guess the, the way I approach that is like 
you you can't tell me I'm a burden on your life if I, if I'm telling you up front exactly how I'm approaching this and like what I'm doing. Yeah. And I, I've told anyone I've ever dated and pretty much anyone I've ever been friends with. Like, yeah. You want to stop hanging out with me? By all means, be my guest. Like, I will continue to be this guy. Well, that coming and going from my life won't like it'll affect me, but like that won't change like that approach. Okay, but that is like. Uh... You can be okay, and this is like the this is where I fall at because I've changed same, a lot. By the way, I've had to roll this back. Yeah, a bit. Exactly. I try to be this guy a lot, but it doesn't work out in my current life. Yeah, I mean, I, I I'd make the same mistake too, to where like I, I if I'm like involved, if I'm have if I'm in a relationship, and or it's not even a relationship. I look at it as like yo, like we're just hanging out and shit, like and yeah. But I know that there is an investment. No matter how much I deny it, she's invested in this. And, like, anything, however far I lead her down this, she's invested more or so forth. And so I have to be aware of that. Like, it's for me to be, like... Oh, I'm not, I'm not saying you have to be, like, in a state of delirium. Yeah, you know? even if I say, yo, like, this is, like... I'm just like this is just how I do it. Like, no, it's yeah, that's true. I'm being honest, and I can like feel like yo, like I'm straight with with her and shit like that. But there's still an element that like we both know how it is. She, you know, she if she comes over like if you can't treat your girl like that, you know. You, what do you mean? You can't just be like yo. We just, let's let's say you you're just like yo. Like, yeah, you know, to today, you're like, yeah, you know what? I just want us to hang out, like, no strings attached. And, like... See, I get, like... You can't you can't just jump back. Like, there's already an investment. There's already an emotional investment in that. Yeah, but so, that's like, like, doing like my, what you, my, my approach to that's always been, like, there, there's, there's strings attached to everything. There's emotional investment to everything. Yeah. Like, I... I've never, even in the most no strings attached, like, yo, I've had some no strings attached yeah. meetings in my life. Yeah. I've had some, I don't know your name. Yeah, I've had some, I don't know what your face looks like. Yeah. The situation. Yes. Yeah. You know what I mean? We've been there. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, yo, like, I've definitely had plenty, of, plenty in that category. Mm. Uh, but I think the, the vibe for me is always like, cool, like, we, we both know what we signed up for. Yeah. And so, like, relationship wise, like, it's not like no girl I've ever did as as an adult at least has like ever there's no misconceptions there. Yeah. Like I like I flirt all the time, I go out dancing and fucking around with my friends all the time. Yeah. Or, like I hook up with other girls like here and there. Yeah. Like none of that has in, And your girl's cool with that? We've had many discussions on it. She is like, <laughs> but, uh, that's a, that's like a whole podcast. Yeah, I was gonna say we can we, uh, we can definitely get into the open relationship yeah. podcast because there's there's a lot for that. Uh because I feel like okay, I, I hate to break it. No, I'll just say this one thing. I feel like I that may be my next relationship. Like I feel like I would like want to try that out. And I don't know how I would do in it. I'm not jealous person at all. So I feel like I would function well in it. But I don't know. I don't think you know until you're in it. All right. Uh, so this is what I always tell people about if if you're interested in open relationships, polyamory, any of that shit. Mm. The the thing you must do, regardless of your personal stance on it, and this is this is pretty much the one place I break my rule of only doing what I want, mm -hmm. is that at the beginning of the relationship, if you decide it's going to be that thing, mm -hmm. you're upfront and honest with your partner mm -hmm. and set the rules with them. Yeah. So you know, it, for example, I, I won't like air out my current relationship without talking to my girl first, but my my ex, right? Mm -hmm. When we were together, it was a very clear line. Mm -hmm. You got four cheat days a year. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, four. That was, <laughs> you, get, you get four a year, yeah. do whatever the fuck you want. Mm. Uh, couldn't couldn't be any exes. Couldn't be anything uh, consistent and ongoing. Mm. Couldn't be anyone who looked like her. Yeah. Like, you know, no other 5'2 blondes with big tits. Yeah. Shut up to my ex. <laughs> she cute. Uh, but yeah, and that was like the deal. So yeah. like, there was a time I had a buddy visiting from Dallas. Uh-huh. Like, he came up. Uh, we used to work together when he lived here. Uh-huh. Uh, he came out to visit. Uh-huh. He went out to go like meet this chick who was like a dancer at a club. We met her like at the club she was dancing at. She uh-huh. got she actually got wild. This is a hilarious story. Uh-huh. She got wild drunk, got fired that night while we were there. We oh, ended up going out to drinks after. Yeah. We ended up going back to her place uh-huh. and like to smash her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was like a pretty wild night. Yeah. I live with my girlfriend at this point. Uh-huh. So this all happens, 4 a.m., I get in the car, I drive home, uh-huh. get in the bed, you know, 6 a.m. in the morning or whatever. Yeah. Shorty's like, oh, like, yo, you home, whatever, how's your night, you know, talk to you in the morning, like, let me sleep or whatever. Uh-huh. Welcome to morning, she's like, oh, like, what'd you do last night? And you I was like, do you stuff. really, and I told her, I was like, do you really want to know? Uh-huh. And she's like, well, what do you mean? I was hey, like, every not. story that sounds, that's going to be bad always starts, do you really want to know? But, and, and that's <laughs> my, and, but, and, and that was one of the things we talked about earlier in our relationship, it was like, I, it was like, if something happens, do you want to know? Mm-hmm. And she was like, I don't know yet. And I told her, I was like, I will ask you very bluntly, like, if you want to, like, if you want the details of that story. Mm-hmm. And so she asked me, and I, and I was like, you know, like, something happened with a girl last night. Like, mm-hmm. do you want details? And she's like, no, I'm good. Yeah. And never, had, no, she That's... might listen to this and know the whole story now. Yeah. Uh, but, and, and that was the deal. And it was cool. Like, she, and my, and, and our whole thing was like, it's not like I want to encourage my girlfriend to cheat on me or uh-huh. her encourage me to cheat on uh-huh. her. It's more of like an exception. It's like an acceptance of the reality, right? Yeah. Like, and the line I always use, I shouldn't say always because every girl I've ever thrown this out will get mad at me. Mm-hmm. But the I, I always explain it like, you're, you know, we're dating. You think I'm an 11 on the 1 to 10. You think uh-huh. I'm the sexiest human being I've ever loved, uh-huh. right? Does that mean there's not Asian 11s? Yeah. Does that mean there's not white 11s? Yeah. There's not, there's not a redhead 11? Yeah. Like, yo, you, like, you go see something else that I can't do? Yeah. By all means, have at it. Yeah, and it's like... I'm like, only one man. A monogamy is like the, like denying... And, and especially in our culture, is like denying those that even exist. Like, oh, no. Like, I'm pretty, like... I've all... I've only been, like, in a few, like, serious relationships, but, like, I've... After my first major relationship, I, like, lost all that jealousy aspect of yeah. it, for the most part, to where, like, like, I'm told, like, like if, if, like, if I'm dating a girl and fucking, like, The Rock, like, bangs her, like, what the fuck am I, and she's gonna be like, yeah, well, first I have first, something even to if say. you were upset, what the fuck are you gonna do? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and what, and, and, like, if, in the morning she woke up and she's like, Chris, like, um, I don't know how to say this. I just want to say that I love you. But uh, last night we were at whatever club. The Rock was there. <sighs> Things happened so quick. I don't know. I, I I banged him. I'm like, oh, all right, cool. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. This is The Rock. Like yeah, yeah like. If it, if it, if it, shoot your shot. Yeah, bro. exactly. I'm, what the fuck am I gonna <laughs> right? say? Like I would, like if it was fucking like. But that's, but that's Beyonce, my point. Every, like, everybody has a celebrity I'm, checklist, right? Yeah. That's a great way to phrase that. Everybody's got a celebrity cheat list. Yeah. Everyone I've ever met, every yeah. relationship. Oh my god, if you know, I met Emma Watson, you know, my girlfriend would just have to understand. If I yeah. met fucking Matthew McConaughey, yeah. 
Shout out to Big Nose. Yeah. You know, whatever. You, you just got to do it. It's you, like, you, what's you, the you, difference between Matthew McConaughey and a nigga who looks like Matthew McConaughey? Yeah, yeah. You ended up with seven niggas, right? Yeah. And you see some dude in like that's the snakeskin pants and that's the weird flow and the like. Yeah. If that's what you're into, that's what you're into. Go get it. Yeah. I ain't going to be here sending away. Um, Tell yeah. me the story after. I, I, yeah. I Make just, a movie, shit. And honestly, I, I'm saying this from like outside perspective because I don't honestly I don't know how I would feel if like my girl came through and was like yeah like last night this happened and it was just like some nigga that worked at Domino's and I was like what the fuck like uh, you know no disrespect to like niggas that work at Domino's but but, yeah yeah, but like like, I'd be like yo like delivery guy yeah uh, I don't know Uh, yeah I I just don't know how I would react and it, it, but if I looked at the same time, if I've been smashing chicks on the side, well, I'd be like, oh yeah, like you know, that's what it is. What well, I don't, I, I, I just don't, I, I don't like know. Has your, has your in that previous relationship, was was there a time where your girl told you like, yeah, like something happened, or did uh, she just she, like she uh, she made out with it doing like kind of like fooled around, but nothing like crazy. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, I, th- I think you might have like fingered her or some shit. Uh-huh. Yeah, she told me. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, that wasn't really shit to me. Like. Uh, I, for me, like, any sort of cheating, like, the jealousy, like, I guess, yeah, you're right, like, jealousy isn't a big portion of it to me. It's always about, like, the lying. Yeah. Like, for instance, like, that same that same ex, mm-hmm. like, she hooked up with one of my friends, uh, mm-hmm. like, before we'd met each other, uh-huh. but, uh, but, like, we worked together, so she, like, hooked up with this other guy we worked with, mm-hmm. and I'd, like, asked her about it once, mm-hmm. and she told me it never happened. Yeah. Uh, and so, for, like... A year and a half, I thought it never happened, and then yeah. like she you slipped up that. and told me later. Yeah. I was way more hurt by that yeah, than her like, like hooking up with some dude. Like, why just not be straight up? With yeah, me? Like, but yeah. I so she, so she, that never happened with her. Uh, I dated a girl a little before her, and that happened like a few times. Yeah. Uh, and I think like the first time it was that was the first time. This is like mad ignorant, but like. That was the first time a girl had hooked up with somebody outside of our relationship mm-hmm. before I'd hooked up with another girl outside mm-hmm. of our relationship, yeah. and that threw me for a loop a yeah. bit. But yeah, like, it really made me like a little bit, like, a little okay. bit. But it really made me like, like examine why I felt that way. Mm-hmm. And when I looked at it, I was like, okay, like the reason I feel some type of way about it was like the you know it was kind of early on into our relationship. Mm-hmm. Like we hadn't been that, together that long. We didn't like communicate about it very well. Yeah. Uh, and so then, like, I went back to her and I was like, "Listen, like, I know when you told me, like, I spaz out, you know, I, you know, I was just like, oh, like, fuck this, I was pissed, like, stole out the room, typical dude shit, spaz yeah. out, punch walls, like, uh-huh. you know, equally fucking stereotypically dumb." Yeah. Uh, but then when I came back to it. I was like, "Listen, like, you know, here's why I'm upset. Like, here's the way you went about it was kind of fucked up in my opinion, but like." No love lost. Like, I still love you. I still fuck with you. Like, you're who I want to be with. Yeah. Uh, and I guess, like, that's part of my approach is, like, I don't I don't date. Like, I'm not in a relationship with mm-hmm. any woman I couldn't foresee myself marrying. Yeah. Now, in retrospect, I was a dumb nigga at very many, many points in my life for yeah. some of the people I thought I was going to marry. Yeah. But I thought I was going to marry every person I've dated right. since I've been 18. I've been the exact opposite. I've always been really? like, yeah, I've always been like, yeah. Like, so why I, be I just, in a relationship then? I don't know. That I, That's why I haven't been in many relationships. I... I and I, this is probably something that we will explore as we. I, I and I, I just don't know. Like I get in relationships and I'll date girls and I will be like, cool, everything will be cool for like a few weeks and then I'm just like, God, like I, sh- I just don't want to even hang out with this person anymore. And then I'll slowly just back off 
and I'll usually, I'm like the worst because I'll just like do shitty stuff until they're just like, you know, is this not working? And I'll be like, like you'll return a text, but it'll be three days later. Yeah, shit. exactly. But until, mad intentional, like you yeah. read it and three then, days ago. Exactly. And then she'll be like, yo, like this is not working. So it's like her decision yeah. to like to break off. So I don't have to be the asshole. I don't know. There's probably something in my psyche that's fucked up. I probably need, I don't know. It's just, it's just like, that's why I've only been in like, and like, like my longest relationship, which it was mad long. Like, like I, 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 how, I like how long is mad long? Like, like five, five years. years. Yeah. Oh, and I was like, and I at first like I it was like, all right, well, like we're just not, I didn't want to commit, so I was like, cool. Then she was like, all right, cool. Then she played. She's like, fuck it. Then we're not doing this. And then like weeks. Went Wait, by. like that's how y'all broke up? You was like, no, mm-hmm. no, like that's how. Like at first, I was like, no, I don't want to be anything. Yeah. I don't want to be anything serious. Oh, like, oh okay, yeah. Okay. And then she's like, all right, well, like I'm not doing this then. So like weeks went by, and I was like, yo, like what's up? And then, <laughs> and then like five years later, yeah. So you but, just, hey, you just want somebody to be as hard to get as you? Yeah, I don't know if that's it. Maybe that's it. I don't know. What the fuck? I don't know shit. I mean, <laughs> uh, that could be it, but I, I, I don't know. Like. Maybe I don't know, but that that's what did it. But I there's been ton of girls that were just like, oh, I've been like, oh, well, like yeah, it's not working. All right, cool. Well, like it's just not working. But uh, a few girls that it just didn't work, and I was like, I was about it, but not very often. Usually, I'm just like, yeah, like this. I don't, I don't want. I just don't enjoy your company anymore. So, uh, <laughs> this is the way I, I've always, st- well, not always, but I've started to approach it. And I think. It, it would work for anyone if they were to decide this w- was something they wanted to do. Mm-hmm. It's like, I've discovered, like, as some, and you were, you were saying earlier, you're like this. So it's like, if you're somebody who values change and values growth, mm. then finding somebody you enjoy the company of today yeah. is pointless. Yeah. Because the, like, the type of company you're going to enjoy in five years is not going to be the same. Yeah. But finding somebody with similar values to mm-hmm. you. It, like that's that's the ticket. Right, so like me and my girlfriend have very little in common when it comes. Like you know, I, I will not bring up dancing because I got in trouble for that conversation. <laughs> but like you know, yeah, I'm a wild drinker, right? Yeah. Like I'll, I'll go out. You know, I'm an industry guy. I used to be a bartender. Like yeah. I, I'll go out and fucking pound six, seven beers every night of the week, no yeah. problem. Yeah. My girlfriend drinks probably four cocktails a month. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like wild different lifestyles. Yeah. But we value a lot of the same things. We mm-hmm. value, you know, how we envision the future of education, the things mm-hmm. we want to change in the world, mm-hmm. fucking the houses we want to buy, like mm-hmm. that kind of shit. Yeah. Uh, and so it makes like all those little differences mm-hmm. kind of like it's whatever. Like she comes home and tells me about her day. I tell her about my day. Then, you know, I'll drop fucking some Khaled joke that goes way over her head. Yeah. She'll be doing fucking, you know, Algorithms in a corner that I don't understand. It's yeah. mad different shit. Yeah. Uh, but that doesn't like affect the love I have for her at all. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's what's so dope about my relationships now since I've adopted that philosophy. Mm. Is like, so you know, it's cool. You know, friends are great to have, and you need people to like bide your time with and mm. like make life enjoyable, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, but like, I don't like. I don't see the need to date people like that. Yeah. Because like, those are a dime a dozen, right? Like, how many how many friends do you have from ten years ago? Just my, I have like my closest fucking like That's a eight friends. Maybe no, I got like I got like eight friends like from like high school, college, and like I, I and I'd say that's that's, that's good. That, yeah, that's, that's better a lot. than that's most. A, yeah, that's a lot for that's that's what I, I mean. Yeah, and so it's like okay, so it's like if that's the case, then like. Stop looking at the people who you had a good time with, and start yeah. looking at the people who, like you stayed up with till five in the morning talking yeah. about shit. Yeah, and like 
I guess like those people tend to be pretty understanding that you don't want to be doing anything too real right now. At least yeah. like the people I gravitate towards because that's kind of like that's that's what I believe in. Yeah. And so it's like cool. Like this is serious. You are valuable. I love you. Yeah. Don't lose sight of that. But also like understand like that's a given. Don't you don't. I, I think that's the big issue for me. And mm. uh, I guess the jealousy, the insecurity, or whatever. Mm. People always feel the need to question their own relationship mm. about like whether or not like do I love this person or not. Mm. I question why. I question how. I question am I expressing it the right way? Are they enjoying mm. it? And all that sort of thing. Yeah. But I've never once ever questioned do I love this person yeah. while I'm in a relationship. Yeah. If I ask that question, we're breaking up. Yeah. Yeah. That's. I mean that. You bring a lot of a lot of good things to the table as far as like how they approach the relationship and like the fact that you and your girl have enough differences to where you both keep each other you can both enrich each other yeah that's necessary yeah man. it is you can't, that's the other problem with dating people like you yeah exactly like i've heard like, all your jokes before yeah, exactly i was there yeah, yeah this is, I heard those jokes and that is funny. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm sure that'll be like a, like us in a year. We're yeah. gonna be doing fucking stand up set somewhere together, yeah. going to the podcast, be like, nigga, you worked this out eleven uh, times this week. Exactly. This shit is not funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I I hate doing this, dude. I'm I hate doing the same sets over and over unless I'm like just in a big a big situation mm. and like I just know I have to like do shit that's on kill. Then I'm just doing new shit. Like I'm, like that's the only way to get better. I'm notorious with doing like new shit. Like I'll just riff off my ass, and sometimes it works. Sometimes I just fucking bomb. Like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> you have you. That's that's the one thing that like the biggest growth aspect. If let's say I never do anything, let's say like this, as far as I go in comedy is like doing shows around Boston and Rhode Island and shit like that. And this internationally renowned podcast. Yeah, it, uh, of course. <laughs> Which is like, if this, if this podcast is big, then I can, I, my jokes can be shit and I can say it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> regardless, uh, what it develops in your character is just something just like, if you can go on stage in front of like 60 people and fucking tell jokes, there is fuck and, and, and fucking do it successfully. Like there is nothing. Like you're a killer after that. Like as far as like anything outside of it. Like nothing really bothers. Like the only thing that scares me is like going on the stage and I'm not prepared. And like after you do that and fucking get fucking destroyed and bomb, and you go back to that same stage a couple weeks later. And you do your thing, like after that, it's like fuck, like I got nothing, like I don't, nothing fucking can scare you after that. Like, is it like, is it hell hard to kill after that though? No, no. no. Uh, you, but you, you right think back about it. Bombing? Yeah, I, I. Here's this. Okay, so I did. I bombed. Uh, this was like a month or so ago. I bombed. I did like a room. It was like total. Like it was like, uh, it's like a lot of. Uh, minorities in this room so it was like all blacks and all uh, it was a lot of blacks and all a lot of uh, Latinos and so forth and I did like I did a, a gay joke mm. like a joke like that like I did this one joke that like I wish I was gay and it's like the joke was like I wish I was gay because like uh, life would be easier and I said like 
like I'm probably like better at like I'm, I'm, very, I'm probably better at like uh, sucking dicks than I am going down like girl. <laughs> and like <laughs> All right. it, it usually fucking like it usually fucking kills like it, it like uh, it, because it's like one it's like me and it's like a whole like whole thing like uh, it's just about me being like not giving a fuck about like sexuality. Yeah, and, and, yeah, and like I like I'm like identified. I'm like straight, but like and but it's like about me like saying if I I wish I was gay because it'd be easier life, and it's like that like girl like guys are easier to deal with than girls and so forth or whatever. So like that's the whole like that's the joke. The premise is that like me being comfortable enough to be like yo like yeah yeah like gay is the way to go. Like yeah. like almost like a it reminds me it's of a like a. Uh, Almost of a um, like curb your enthusiasm style, like set up and joke, like self self deprecating almost humor. And I just dead. De- yeah, bro. yeah, because they couldn't give over the fact that like me, like a, 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 a urban crowd, hip hop crowd, yeah. couldn't get over like the fact that like me saying something like about being gay, and like. It's like, dude, like you guys don't fucking get the, and they just fucking ate, and and, I, and they just did not like get it, like they were fucking talking shit and so forth. No, I'm curious. After like a joke like that, that's so like that a crowd reads that way. Can you come back from that? No, and, like, I did. I, I don't know. I didn't that night. I was like, end up like like talking to like one of the like there was this one dude that was just like talking shit the whole time. I'm like, dude, what the fuck are you talking about? Are you like that like insecure about your sexuality that you can't like talk about this shit like you can't hear yeah exactly yeah so and so how do you come out like the next day the next time i went to that stage i same place same place same place i did like i said the g finale i'm definitely not going back next night no i said i said like last time i fucking uh like uh last time i was here like i did um i got heckled about being gay which it's kind of awkward being that I'm straight, but, uh, and then I did this whole thing. I was like, but I remember that I was like wearing jean shorts. When I, did. I was like, I was wearing jean shorts when I was saying I wasn't gay. So it's probably like, like that, the best word. I forget how I said it. I was ripped it. It's like, double negative. Yeah, it's probably like the not best. Yeah, it's like the closest thing to like blowing a guy on stage. It's like wearing these jean shorts. While With I'm the rainbow patch. Yeah, yeah exactly. You know? <laughs> but in it, I just like my whole fucking set was about that. And it, it, did, it, did, it didn't kill, but it was, did all right. And it Got was like, it was the fact that I'm just like, fuck this, dude. Like, I refuse to like not. One, I'm going back to the same fucking place. I'm doing, and my whole set is gonna be like about like gay shit because it's like fuck that, like fuck your small thing, and your small thing is not gonna fucking determine how I fucking do the set. And like, and it's like, bro, we're gonna write you so many cocksucking jokes on this podcast, dude. Oh, dude, I fucking do, dude. I fucking do. It's like. I'm not gonna like I said. I'm not gonna box myself in like the and I feel like it's like for me, to, like as you said, like the ability to be like masculine and like be free to be who you are. That's the way I feel about comedy. Like for me to be like a a, a black male who who's masculine. Like I'm still gonna say shit like that. I'm still gonna joke about like yeah. If I was gay, like this is what I do. Like blah blah blah. Because I don't give a fuck. Like and that's why don't box me into your world. Cause you box yourself into this small world. 
don't think I had to live in that existence. Don't I'm tell gonna me be, I yeah. can't wear George just because yeah, exactly. I'm built in black. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I'm going to do what the fuck I want to do. See these calves, nigga. Yeah, exactly. I'm going <laughs> to do, do what I want to do. Like, I'm, like, I'm, I, and, like, I've never been, like, I was, I was, like, late in my... I was like late in my. I was like probably twenty before I like I felt like I was like I'm probably getting cool. Like I feel comfortable with myself and cool being that I'm like comfortable with myself and I can like go out and feel like I can say shit and I'm not like. Let me let me ask you this because this just started happening to me and I realized mm-hmm. it. Like it's very much a state of mind. Like mm-hmm. it's a level of confidence. Do people tell you they think you're cool now? Because that just started happening to me. Yeah. Nobody ever thought I was cool between the ages of like fourteen and twenty five. And like for like sparks here and there, you know, when I when I sold drugs, I'm sure people who bought drugs from me thought yeah, it was cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like here and there, but like people I don't know now come up to me and be like, You seem like a really cool guy. Like every everything about you, I'm just like, where the fuck are you getting that? Yeah. I'm yeah. mad, weird, I'm like riddled with anxiety, I talk way too much, like I'm not I'm the not a cool guy. Yeah. But yeah. now that's like like you said, it's like a shelf self assured thing. Yeah, I started I mean I s- I get like kind of like I started to probably get my style together and shit like that where I've like started to like develop who I am probably like when I was mid like twenty like twenty one, twenty two, twenty three, where I was like, Okay, well I'm starting to figure shit out. I always felt awkward until like about then. And then you were definitely mad weird in high school. Bro. Oh yeah. Well, here's, the, here's the I was okay. I was so I went to like so many. I was like probably like just a punk, punk in in high school was like my deal. My uh, like punk, def- punk like no leather jacket punk. No, like like punk like thought I was really cool and thought I was like oh wow. like in yeah. like I was really into hip hop, really into music and like just cool doing hip hop scene. Yeah, <laughs> well, with, like you listen to everything you're for yeah. hip hop because we didn't really have a scene, but like and then like and then we just do mischievous shit like <laughs> like do a shit yeah exactly. So I was like and then like then I was just like oh like I don't want to do that because. Everyone here is fucking up and getting arrested and shit like that. So I was like, all right, cool. Then I went in, in like to a stage where like, all right, well, like I'm gonna hang out with like some of my other friends who like play sports and shit like that. Mm-hmm. And they were like, and I didn't, I played basketball for a while, but I was just like, just chilling, just doing bad shit. And then I was like, all right, well, I'm not gonna do this shit because I'm getting in trouble all the time. And then I went and hung out with other friends. And then we were still fucking like, they were still like hanging out. They had dopest party. All the <laughs> bad chicks was there from the high school. And then I was like, oh, this is how like, this is this is where to go. And then like, and they were like kind of like, like uh, we were in the suburbs, so they were kind of like the cool. Most of them like athletes and like, uh, we had like a mixed crowds, so, like black and white kids and shit. But they were like the athletes and shit like that. Whole different degree of parties and with girls and so forth. So then I was like still trying to find my way in there. But then I was just like, all right. And I was just like being like the nice guy, the girls where you treat them real sweet and shit. And you tell them how. And that then, shit works 0% of the time when you're 16. 0% of the time. All the time when you're 26. Exactly. But then I was just like, all right, well, like. like and, and But like with, God, with my friends, I was just like still like kind of like the personality. I, it's closer to the personality I am now where I would just say reckless shit. And they were fucking <laughs> laughing. They were dying and shit like that. And I was like, but I couldn't pull this off with girls. I was like too nice. Then like once I was like 50, like 16, I was like, fuck it. Like I'm going to just treat these girls just like I treat my guys because 
I ain't getting any any pussy anyways, so I might as well treat these bitches like they my niggas, cause that's how they right, treat what's me. What's the difference, dude? So I was just like, I would just say anything I wanted around girls. I just was like super free, like fuck it, like what the fuck are you doing, like and, and like calling oh, girls out, fast, and then man. it was just like, oh shit. <laughs> Like, and then, like, doing that, like, I started, and so I was like, oh, fuck. And then, like, once you started getting girls and shit, like, you started to get a little confidence and so forth. Then I went to college, went through some droughts there. <laughs> and, then, and then, like, I started to, like, and then I started to, like, hit the gym hard and fucking, like, get my confidence up. I was dating my girl for a lot of college and a little bit after college. I was going to ask when that yeah. five, six-year spell was. I and then, like... Sense. That ended after co- a little bit after college and shit, and then like I was just like on my shit after that. I was just That's like, like cool. I figured out who I want to be. I went yeah. to trying to be with somebody else to figure out who I wanted to be. Phase. Exactly, and yeah. then like once you get everybody out of, needs that relationship. Yeah, and once you get out of that relationship, it's weird because you're like I don't even remember who the fuck I was before this relationship. I don't know who the fuck I was, and like it always seems to happen I don't even care what age it actually happens at yeah. it happens at an age yeah. at which you come out of it and you're like damn it's been however long since yeah. I've been single yeah. everything changed yes. and nothing changed you just grew up and it was like in everything during that time period you were in that relationship is what are we gonna do Oh, well, like, I'm going to go out, but let me check and see if she wants to go out. And oh, then, like, man. her friends want to come out. And then, like, it's just like, and then you're just, you're done. So, like, I went, I went, I went fucking years where I'm just like, yo, I just, that want the furthest thing to do with a relationship. I just want to be me, figure out who the fuck I am. Like, and that's the, that's it. And so, like, I did that. And then as I fucking evolved in everything, like, that evolved me, like, coming to Boston. And I came to Boston. I didn't know anybody. How old were you moved in? I was I moved tw- to Boston. Twenty shit, like twenty six or twenty seven okay. when I moved to Boston, and I knew I knew two people, and they were like they're my friends. They went to high school with me, and they were like engaged to each other. Jeez. So like yeah, and they were cool. I was so I loved them today. Probably the only reason I stuck it out in Boston. Cause I was miserable because I didn't know anyone. I would go out, I would go out dolo. I would just go to the bars and shit and just like. Which also, Boston is the worst city. I I'm know. a proud representative of Boston. But Boston the is the worst, worst city, city to meet new people in. Dude. If you absolutely. went to a bar solo, you try to talk to somebody in Boston, fuck you talking to me for? Dude, 100%. Okay, here's the weird thing. All right, if you've never been to Boston, like I'm from Ohio, I've lived in, I've lived in uh, Cleveland. Uh, Toledo area, um, Columbus. I've lived in Atlanta. I've been all across this country. In Boston, they had this. You like piece of shit. I am <laughs> <laughs> the Boston has this unique thing where if you go down in the bar in Boston, like everyone's in a little pod. So they came with five people. That's the five people who they come. They talk to the whole night. And it's like, so me being the new pe- person here, and I'm from Cleveland where everyone talks to everyone. I just came from Atlanta where everyone talks to everyone. Girls will hit on you in Atlanta and in, and in Cleveland. Um, but um, so I'm just like sitting at the bar, like tr- trying to talk to people. They're looking at me weird and shit. But, uh, but a few times. See, I never got that until I like vacation places. Yeah. I thought that's just what bars were. No. I like went to a vac, like on vacation, for a few trips I took, I took by myself. Yeah. So I was like, man, like, 
It's whatever. I'm a social book. I figure I meet people or whatever. Yeah. But like, I didn't realize it was that easy. Yeah. Like, you just walk up the place, sit exactly. down, and somebody, somebody's like, "Hey, how's it going?" I'm like, "Exactly, dude. Oh, pretty dude, good." I, I, <laughs> Nobody ever asked me before. Yeah, yeah. I don't actually know. Yeah. It's going. I've been good this whole time. <laughs> I've been waiting for something yeah. to know. <laughs> Yo, so dude, I've actually like, I mean, I've picked up a few fucking like girls in Boston. Like, I lived in Somerville when I first moved here, so like, I would go to like. Joshua Tree and shit like that, and oh, sit Jesus. there. Yeah, and I would like girls would come up to me and like, yo, hey, how you doing? And shit like yeah, that. I back in exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you lost. There's a white hood meet after exactly. this. You want to come by? Yeah. I was like, all right, whatever. <laughs> I'll, I'll die with any of these sixes. <laughs> Shit. Uh, shit. But, yeah. It's Joshua Tree for sure. Yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, dude. So um, yeah, I, I grinded it out, and then like, it it may it it, it may it's, it's adds to my personality because like I feel like, and that's one thing I feel like a lot of people should do. Like eventually in their life, just go somewhere and not know anyone, spend like a couple time, and just because I was the one before that, I was like one of those people who hated to be alone. Like if someone wanted to kick it, like yo, you want to go out? I'm out. Yeah, yeah, you want to go to the bar? Yep, let's go. It be like, it can be eleven o'clock in the morning. Like, yep, we doing something. I'm there. Like, and but here it's just like you had to be with your own thoughts, and your own like, your own. You had to reflect a lot. You're alone a lot, and I worked alone for the most part. So mm. it was like, yeah, it was that like, was the thing that got me. It was like I, I spent some time like freelancing, and like that working alone feeling was like I could I could deal with like. Because at least, like, enough people would hit you up where you could say no to things and yeah. you didn't feel so long because yeah. you were turning down something. Uh, when I started working on my own, I was like, I'm alone all day. Yeah. And, like, somebody didn't hit. Like, literally, like, two or three nights go by without anyone hitting you up and you work alone and you work from home. Yeah. Like, bro, I've been home by myself. It, like, it feels like a jail cell. Yeah. Like, exactly. I haven't left my house in three days. Yeah. People and it's like, need people. I don't get paid till I've worked enough to get paid. Yeah. So, it's, I don't even have money to go out to, like, distract myself in the meantime. Yeah. So, it's not like you can, you know, go, like, fuck it, I'll take myself out for lunch in between. It's like, no, I'm, like, eating three meals a day at home by myself, not talking <laughs> to anyone else, not hanging out with anyone. Yeah. And, like, after six days or so, you can go it's fucking crazy. crazy. Yeah, you do. It's you not do. good. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so, I feel like, so, all that has, like... Can't, but I feel like even like since I've been like back in like doing stand up, like I feel like I'm completely in the last like six months, I'm a completely different person just from like doing stand up and shit like that and taking those L's and coming back and rewriting and shit like that. Like whew, I'm a different person just from that. That's altered my life incredibly. And I'm not even at the point where like I feel like I'm going to be. It still is like a transition and I'm in the middle of this evolution. And eventually it's going to be something I hope great, but. Yeah, no, but I'm starting to feel cool. Like even like I feel like I'm, like I get that from like, like comedians. Like last night I did it, or Tuesday I did a show and they were like, yeah, like I did like a contest, and uh, <clears throat> and they were like the host and this other girl's like, yeah, you just like you have like good stage presence and you have like you have this confidence about you on stage, and I'm like. Yeah, no, it doesn't feel like that at all. I'm fucking <laughs> like, I'm like the, I'm like the duck, and my legs are just swirling, and everything looks cool up there. But like, I don't feel like that at all. And it's like to hear that is like, okay, well, like that feels good, but it ain't what I'm feeling. <laughs> it ain't what's going on between. Yeah, exactly. Is. I'm just trying to swim to shore, and like, yeah, it's weird. But we've gone for 
over two hours. You should probably wrap right. this up. Well, inaugural two-hour podcast. Yeah. I hope anyone makes it to the end of this. Hopefully. Either that or you have more editing talents than I do. One, no, one we're leaving this. I feel like we're leaving. Yeah, there's a lot of good shit there's in there. There's good shit. Um, there's a lot of stuff that might get me arrested. There's a lot of stuff that might get me broken up with. All right. I think that I came up while we were doing this. Um, you got a title? I think I have a title. Maybe I got two thoughts. Either uh, randoms from the internet podcast. All right. Which I think that's dope because, or uh, something like that. Strangers from the internet or randoms from random from the internet or randomly from the internet. Something like that. Something like that. (laughs) Or like, uh, or late to work. Podcast. Ooh. <laughs> you think about one, you just mentioned that you're always late to work. Yeah. And, 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 could, the element of like just being like, fuck it, like I'm gonna just show up late to work. And like you think about everyone who's late to work. I feel like, like our audience would be people that late listening to, work. to this late to work. Yeah. Like on the way to being yeah, late exactly. to work. Late to work podcast, maybe. <laughs> so maybe. That only works if we put this out at like. 10.45 in the morning every week. We though. could do that. <laughs> we can put this out in the morning every time. That's but, not bad. I kind of like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but that's our podcast, man. First time around. You got to learn a lot about us. I got to learn a lot about Mitch. Uh, follow me on Twitter, Instagram at OnlyChrisAllen. You can find me uh, Twitter at MGainer, at MLGainer, pretty much everything else with a 22 at the end of both of those. That was the terriblest drop. All of the new socials by the time we do this again, so <laughs> don't worry about any of that. It's Money Mitch, a.k.a. King Lear. We out here. See you guys next week. See ya. Oh, if you're in the Providence area and you're listening oh, to this. Oh, give me some dates. Yeah, give me uh, some dates. I'm at uh, the Comedy Connection on the 16th, the 23rd. Those are both Sundays. And I'm there at the 27th. So there's going to be a killer show. Come out. I'm going to do com- probably completely new, do different sets at each of those. So you get to see some shit. So holla. Adios. Peace.